Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast, a podcast occasionally about gaming. How about that one, fellas? Uh, I am joined, of course, as always, not as always, but mostly with Jamie and Jonesy. How you doing, fellas? Oh, Good, man. How you doing? Never been better. Yeah? I, I never heard, been better. I heard, Jamie, that you uh, you just killed a fly before we I did. record. Uh, and, and Josie did a very racist Mr. Miyagi impression that he's not going to repeat right now because now we're being recorded and he can actually get cancelled for it. He's thinking wow. about it. He wants thinking to. About it. He wants to, yeah. He, he's tempting fate. He's, uh, you know, a, 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 what's the word? Like, he's, he's a mainstay of my youth. Why is it racist if I do Mr. Miyagi? Yeah, but it's all right. that's what my grandma says, that it was a mainstay of her youth when she uses certain words, and we keep having to remind her. It doesn't matter, grandma. That oh, is not the same. Do not tar me with that grandma brush. This has gone completely off the rails already. Yes, occasionally a gaming podcast, mostly a podcast about talking shit, but there we go. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on this 97th episode. Fellas, can you believe it? We are fast approaching that uh, those triple digits. You know? Yeah, God, so, um, mad. And um, do do we talk about the fact that we don't know what we're gonna do for the big one hundred yet, or do we no. pretend we? Okay, we've got a wicked idea. We've been working <laughs> on it for months, and you're all gonna love it. So you know what tuned. we're gonna do? We're gonna do one. Like if you ever invested in like a show from like nineties, maybe even early two thousands, where they're just like didn't have an idea for an episode, so they're just like fuck it, a highlight episode. Those are the worst. I, I know them. they're the worst, but maybe that's what we got to do. Is but but imagine like taking all the best bits from our ninety nine prior episodes, but there's just no context for any of the jokes whatsoever. <laughs> I like that you say best bits. I'm like, mm. oh mate, there's a, there's at least there's at least one good bit per podcast. Come on, yeah. I yeah. I still remember when there was a guy who used to be on the YouTube channel Funhouse. He might still be there, actually. I'm not really familiar with them enough anymore. But at yeah. one point, he thought, okay, I think I'm actually quite funny. I've been funny in videos for years. I might try and pursue something in comedy, try and get some voice work, maybe do some stand-up. And Ouch. he put out a request to the community saying, hey, can any enthusiastic Funhouse fans just edit together all the times I was funny? And people started doing it. And I just remember thinking, imagine having that power. Just being when you like, say Funhouse, do you mean the kids' TV show? No, oh, Funhouse. Like, Roost um, the Teeth Funhouse. Yeah. Oh, online, YouTube Funhouse. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah like, you meant like the, the, I thought you meant the kids' so, sorry, TV sorry. show. Funhouse. Yeah, it's got Funhaus the German and... spelling. And then one of them ended up doing like weird shit with his wife, and two of them went to Twitch. And yeah, it all kind of collapsed in itself, like most things Roost the Teeth related in the, yeah. in the year of our Lord 2021. <laughs> Why do all YouTubers and streamers end up being weirdos? Like, that does you, seem to be a I, thing, doesn't I it? I kind of feel like you have to be. It's it's almost like why are all billionaires um, like autistic? Because you kind of have to be. So if so, what you're saying is, in order to be more successful, we all need to become weirdos. Yeah, and then we'll be yeah. more successful. So um, I'm going to stick a dildo up my ass and um, leak it yeah. online. Okay. Okay. And, okay. Run uh, something. That that's my corner. I, but you guys have to take like equal corners. In order oh, for us to okay, I uh, see. I think I might use the abuse of power kind of angle. I might mm. just. I'm going to get inside into the DMs with some fans and kind of manipulate <laughs> them. Maybe get some nudes coming. No minors. Are, 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 you, not, are you going? Are you going the full Dennis method? I'd consider it. I consider okay. it for the right amount of clout in return. Okay. I'd consider it. Okay. 
Okay, it and, depends. And uh, look, put, how many likes will oh the goodness, first Minecraft content creator that cancelled me? How many likes will that tweet get? <laughs> like, if if we're talking about like Dream Stands cancelling me with like 10k plus likes, I, I'd do just about anything. I, I mean, I, I I think you kind of you, you're shooting your shot for sure, going for Dream. I'd say you're maybe more more like a what's like below a, to, what's below a Tommy. There's a, a tu, there's a tubbo, there's a um there's a rat ranboo, there's a Wow. Uh, shit, there's really stretching my knowledge now. There, there's a there's a whole lot of them. Um, I, I, who's I, the I guy like, who's um, mates with Mr. Beast as well? I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't know his know. name. I feel like in this space I could just be like an absolute piece of shit. Well like, horrible to anyone I work like, interact with, work with lovely on on like the show <gasps> and then just Horrible to anyone who comes anywhere near Jonesy. me. I didn't order this coffee and like throw it in their face. I've got the perfect <laughs> like, one for you, down. Jonesy. Yes, mate. you're gonna create like a meal slash workout plan that is actually just like it's stolen. It's completely uh, ripped from oh. someone else, and you sell it for like two hundred quid. And and wrapped in a pyramid scheme. Yes, and I'm just on steroids and performance enhancing <laughs> drugs, so it's not even the plan I use. It's just you know I just get massive and like. This horrendous bulky oh. beef cow looking thing, and just sell the plan like that's I'm the, that's what it is. It's the plan. Yeah. Nice, except it's not actually steroids, and it's just concrete, and you've just been injecting concrete. Just <laughs> that's just synthol. Just yeah, just into your into your um into your glutes. Yeah, just into your glutes, and that's it. Nowhere else. Giant, just like synthol in the biceps and the calves, and then just concrete in the ass. <laughs> just like, oh, oh, the Brazilian method. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I, the funny thing about this is if the, if we all got cancelled, ideally not for these reasons, because we are sort of pushing our luck a little bit, but if we did get cancelled, we could then pivot into some like ultra right-leaning, we've all been cancelled and now we're taking our stand style podcast and our <laughs> Patreon would blow the fuck up. Yeah. yeah I, I feel like there's a space these days to to like almost manufacture getting cancelled because you were never that big in the first place just so that you can make the people on the right take you in to yeah, like blow yeah. you up. If, and if you like, play your cards right, I'm sure that's What's a- the thing? Uh, the courtrooms thing, like, get woke, go broke, and all it that was, shit. And just, I like, mean, I, I'd be lying if I said I knew anything about his content now or what he really does, but it worked for a long time for... Do you remember Colin Moriarty? Yeah. He was, um, no. he was an IGN guy who co-founded Kind of Funny with Greg Miller, left at the same time. And he basically, right. they let him go from kind of funny. I think it was mutual in the end on paper because he did a tweet on International Women's Day saying, make some joke about peace and quiet at last or something like that. I remember, yes, I remember that. I and then what, what's he do? He starts some like kind <laughs> of right-ish leaning or at least like, hey, fuck cancel culture, fuck woke shit. <laughs> kind of right thing. gaming. Kind, yeah, literally kind of right <laughs> gaming. And uh, the Patreon right was very successful. Yeah, well, there we go. I think I feel like there's a there's a, a route to success down that if you want to get if you just act like you're bigger than you were, get yourself cancelled, and then get a Ben yeah. Shapiro's little um, media company to take you on. That's, yeah, that's, that's well, what happens these days, isn't it, fellas? I think I think we can all agree that we are clearly doing something wrong, especially when our um, listenership numbers are way higher than our YouTube viewership numbers. Um, Damn. But speaking of which. You know, we are available on YouTube if you're listening on a podcast platform of your choice. And if you're watching on YouTube, having a look at our uh, disgusting, horrible facades, then we are available on a podcasting platform of your choice. I'm talking Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Deezer, Misa, Lisa, Beezer, Feezer, Jeezer, Geezer, Yeezy. Jeezer. 
Yeah, cheeser. Like yeah. Um, we are also available on internet radio because we are, fuck, I don't even remember, Sigma Stars. Um, yeah. Internet radio Sigma Stars. And we are available on paisleyradio.com Thursdays, 10 p.m. Repeats on Mondays. So go check it out if you ever wanted that faux listening to us live, but we're not actually live, but there's no way you can listen to us live. So it's kind of like the next best thing. But you could also just like listen to us on Spotify or YouTube. Basically, we're all about options. All right. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. Accessibility options is the name of the game. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. Now, I, I got a I got a, um, a rundown of a very interesting stat. So, you know, I keep on getting these emails saying like how we've been doing on our... Um, Podcast platforms. I'm not going to be able oh, to find right, it now yeah. because, of course, why would I be able to? It's, like, it's uh, always something like this week we're the 72nd biggest gaming podcast <laughs> in Zambia. Yeah, exactly. Fuck, where is it now? Oh, God. We could just make I... it up. I think people believe us. Like, yes. Jonesy, did you know that this week we were the 19th biggest uh, gaming podcast that runs over two hours long in um, <laughs> the Republic of Ireland? Oh, yeah, see. that's exciting, and it's believable because they're nearby. <laughs> I, w- yeah, exactly. I, w- I need to, ch- I need to like check the go to some of these platforms and check the comments because I want to, I want to uh, reach out to some of our international audience and just let drop us a little note, drop us a little comment on whatever app it is you're watching if you have the ability because I think that'd be really cool to see some like good Lord. some people from all over the world. I can't find it, fellas. What date was Monday? Monday was the eighth. Yeah. It was the 8th. Let me see. Can I find you? Uh, I can't find it, and I kind of give up. Also, we said the other day how cool it is if you are the one person in the country that listens to us. Yeah. I think that's kind of fun. We are the 55th most successful gaming podcast of all time uh, in Eritrea. So, Ooh. Oh, see, there you go. Hello. Oh, that was something else that I was reminded of this week. <laughs> Do you remember last week we were looking at stats, and it turned out, for some reason... Belarus snuck into the top ten um, like countries for listenership yeah. in terms of the audio version of the podcast. I also coincidentally saw a thing this week where some outlet—I'm not sure what it was—I'm presuming like some kind of fairly major journalistic joint—produced a ranking of uh, the most corrupt countries in the <laughs> in Europe. And Belarus was like top, like the, are, the country you, with the most okay, corruption. Okay, all right, all right. Yes, we bribed so the like, Belarusian no, government. I, I was to thinking one further. <laughs> like, yeah, what if there are Belarusian spies that listen to this as like a way of getting intel on, <laughs> you know, British media? Yeah, they're probably like, should we invade Britain? It's like, nah, it's full of these fucking weirdos. Um, I don't, uh, I don't think we can really say anything about corruption at the moment, can we? It'd be pretty fucking hypocritical. Well, yeah, there we go. Lots of corruption all over the world. I'll tell you what, coming from South Africa, I was like, oh, it's so nice to be in a country that's not corrupt. Wrong. Do, do you know what they just yeah. do in the UK and like America and places like that? They just legalise it. All these other countries have just missed well, out on a well, trick. This, this is the Make thing. it legal and the, you can just do it as much as you want. This is the thing. You know, it's that, that whole trope about like the rich white man, but it's the rich white man kind of like legalising corruption. It's like Yeah, genius. but then like, again, you're comparing us to South Africa. In the UK, our corruption is like, an MP got their kitchen redone and someone else drove to Newcastle <laughs> and someone else got filmed kissing someone on CCTV. We're like, corruption! No, uh, no, no, it oh, isn't, it isn't. They're all, they've the all, got, they've the all got second jobs. 
They're all the making too much money. Uh, it's the a corruption bit more than that, that we have, yeah, is exactly like think about the cash for honors stuff. Like people were buying peerages so they could get into the uh, House of Lords. I don't, I don't Lifetime care. peerages. You've got people who were like getting millions or hundreds of thousands from being on the boards of companies after they left government because they were like lobbying for their mates and giving. Would you rather have contracts. rigged elections? That is just corruption. Would you well, rather have on, rigged elections or would you settle? Can I tell you something? If you think that your elections aren't rigged in some manner, then you are absolutely oh, mistaken. Oh, well, friend. it depends how... Nah, 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 nah. It depends what nitty-gritty you want to get into when you talk about the idea of rigged. Oh, yeah, I don't think they're, I don't think they're rigged. I do think they finagle, like, we know we're going to win this place. It's so safe. We'll put this person there. Like, that's why <clears> no prime minister or, like, a chancellor ever gets kicked out of their seat because they put them in the safest bloody seats in the country so they can never get, like, they can never lose yeah. or it's really rare. But... That's not you. They're still. That's not a rigging. That's just playing the game. I'd say. But if you're an MP and you take a job when you leave with a company that you got a contract for while you were in power, and now you're on a like a <laughs> shitty like hunt five hundred thousand quid a year job on the board, just like every, once a month turn up and go bah, and then fuck off. That's just wow. corruption. Hashtag just British corruption. All right. Anyway, fellas, look, we are, we're not like. We've digressed. Uh, yes, we've digressed massively. But I did find the uh, chart email, okay? So uh, we did double what we did on YouTube on our podcasting platforms, which is really good. I think just on Apple Podcasts, which is encouraging. Nice. And and um, we've cracked the top 100. I just in no- beer on my top. Oh, nice. No one saw that. Don't worry. Don't worry about <laughs> they it. They definitely did. No, they're all listening, James. You know? yeah, oh, that's all, so true. I could have just not said anything. All right, so, so listen to this, okay? We Cut are that. we are number 90 in Norway for video game podcasts on Apple Podcasts. That's pretty good. That's pretty that's good. That's not bad. It gets even better, and I think this might be the highest we've ever been. Funny enough, Jamie, you mentioned Ireland. Yeah. Care, care to take a guess where we, where we rank in uh, video game podcasts for Apple Podcasts in Ireland? 72. Oh, I was going to say 75. Fellas, those are rookie numbers. You've got to pump those numbers up. Not in the top 52. 50. Surely not the top 50. Well, no, not, not the top 50. But we are 55. Oh, uh, that's no decent. Shout out to the Irish. Man. <laughs> I've never been. I'd love to go to Ireland. Yeah, fan of the potatoes. Chris um, and I went. Yeah, we went. We had a fucking go, banger of a time. Yeah, and, and you know what? Funnily enough, we did meet people out there who recognized us. So, And we were only there for one night. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, and then that was the night that I realised that uh, Jamie and I can't sleep in the same room together. Just going to leave turns, that there. Leave, leave it ambiguous. No, no, I'm not going to leave it ambiguous. <laughs> Go figure. Put two and two together. The big guy snores. Whoop-dee-doo. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a bit generous to just say snoring. I Like, legitimately, Jonesy, I thought Jamie was... I was drunk. Was, uh, no, I thought he was dying. I've, you forget that I've stayed with Jamie for multiple nights at E3. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Joe, yeah. I, I, no, no, but was but was he drunk those times? Because let me tell you, legitimately, because no, no drink, no drink. Hang on, no, Jonesy, you're forgetting. So I've shared a bed with you, drunk, not in a homo way. <laughs> we booked a, we checked into a hotel together. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you did. Oh, that was Jamie literally saved my bacon. That that is a, if you ever want to know a good mate, a mate who could have gone home, could have got the train, but stayed and split the hotel bill and shared a bed <laughs> so that I didn't have to stay on my own in London town because I couldn't get back to my house. And yeah, 
What a ledge! It's because I know, based on how the rest of the night uh, that ha- the rest of that night had gone, that you would have slept rough if you had to. And I <laughs> <laughs> put it this way: I won't tell the whole story, but Jonesy at one point went home, quote unquote, and in an hour later, we found him in a McDonald's, sat in a booth opposite <laughs> some Ukrainian guy with sunglasses on, and yeah, they weren't he- talking to each other. Yeah, they were just kind of like la- like you guys were just like grinning at each other. Yeah, like exactly. from across the table, it was very bizarre. And then there was some there was something that was like, oh, there's, this guy's a pimp or something. Like I don't know. Yeah, you'd oh, yeah. Got- you'd had a conversation with a pimp earlier, and you were determined to go and find him again. No, that's what it was, wasn't it? He messaged us and said, "Oh, I'm having a conversation with a pimp," and we thought, "Oh shit, okay." So Jonesy didn't get home. He didn't make his train. We better go find him. And then we found you at that at that. Oh man, yeah. I, I passed Wild. out in the in the middle of uh, Portugal one time uh, on a roundabout, and uh, some t- some like on students, a roundabout on a roundabout, and some student girl like saved me, like she picked me up, literally like like picked me up, got me on a bus, and was like, "Where are you staying?" I was absolutely hammered. I was on a stag do. Where are you staying in managed- Stevenage? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I didn't know where I was staying. So she took me to. She was with some mates as well. She took me to a McDonald's, got me food, gave me a drink, and then I like sobered up enough. But she was like, "Do you know where you're going?" I was like, "Yeah, I know where I'm going." Wow, now. wow. Because she was like, she was like, people have noticed that you are passed out on the roundabout. This will not end well. Uh, she, <laughs> she saved me. That was a threat. Me. Yeah, ah. Jonesy didn't realize he was inches from being fucking like having his kidneys sold. Yeah, geez. Maybe. Yeah, Talking about that Portuguese, Portuguese hospitality, though, that's a, that's a good deal. She did. She didn't have to do that. She was a, some 19-year-old kid or something. She didn't have to rescue some yeah. drunken fool from the roundabout. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, should we talk about some games? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Can you All tell right. that there isn't much news today? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're, trying so, to, we're trying to fill. So we're, we are filling some time, although that was all natural and, and unplanned, that long, <laughs> lengthy intro. Um, but yeah, it's it's a bit of a snow, snow? slow news week this week, unfortunately. Um, there are some things to talk about, but I, I guess while there are lots of headlines, there's less kind of interesting stuff to kind of delve into. And the one thing that is a headline for sure that's just kind of not interesting because we've covered this so much is Spider-Man is finally coming to Marvel's Avengers, but only on PS5 because it's a fucking PS5 exclusive coming out on the 30th of November and a trailer came out and it was kind of janky. And uh, I stick by my guns in saying fellas that as soon as this is done, Square Enix, they're going to hang up their coats on Marvel's Avengers. I think there's like, maybe 50 people playing it at the time being, and they're probably 48 of them are from fucking Game Pass, and they're, so they're not going to get mm-hmm. uh, Spider-Man anyway. It's just like... It, I'm going to... No, no, I'm, I'm, I will go back to it. I will really install it, and I'll play the Spider-Man uh, DLC, whatever you want to call it. Cool, like, there's player number 51. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would wager there's a fair few number of people that will do that, and then we'll all log off, delete it, and never play it again. Totally, and that's so, the problem with that game. It's not... It's not set up like it's the least so games as a service game as a service that ever was a game as a service. Yeah, say that fucking three times fast. Well, they got they got nailed, didn't they? Um, the uh, <clears throat> Crystal Dynamics kind of called out. Um, oh no, Square Enix. Sorry, Square Enix, around, called out, yeah. Square Enix called out Crystal Dynamics because they said that oh, we we miss we sort of misjudged giving the game to them. They didn't know how to do a games as a service like this, and basically threw them under the bus and said it was their fault. Yeah, that's such that, a bummer, that, man. Yeah, no, but it's, that, and that's it's, unfair, it, man. That's unfair. Not only is it unfair, it's a bummer that 
like a publisher's biggest Square Enix created such a monstrosity of a video game with all things considered, not necessarily the game itself, but all its, you know, tendrils. Uh, yeah. And their takeaway was that, oh, we gave it to the wrong developer. Shoot. Yes. We should have given it to someone yeah. else. And, and and it's not like they wouldn't have been involved every step of the way saying, do this, do that, do this, do that, right? Yeah, exactly. No, you like, need to make the virgins special outfits for the characters and you need to make the... Uh, <laughs> it had so much shitty branding like, in it. And like, like the most awful. commendable part of that package still to this day is that core storyline, which regrettably, right. like I don't think it's as good as Guardians of the Galaxy is. But then maybe that's because Guardians was allowed to purely focus on that element yeah. of the game as opposed to it just being a facet of it. But that was that was Crystal D, baby. They did that. And now Microsoft have said Square Enix, if you don't want them, they kind of scoop them up, haven't they, to co-develop uh, Perfect Dark. So that yeah. seems like a solid idea. <laughs> this yeah. is, it's, if you play that, like, I don't know if many people, how many people have played it, but like if you play that game, you can see that there are some really good elements to it. Like, there is some love, there is some... You know, like some some cool shit in there. There's, I I've quite enjoyed some of the way those characters played. It's just when you bring everything together that you get like a really mediocre game um, that nobody wants to play as a games as a service. But yeah. it's not like it's a terrible, like a really badly made game, or it's a terrible this or it's a terrible that. It's like the execution on the whole was bad. It was very very bad. Um, but one thing I wonder, I've going to ask you boys this. Mm. So you you saying Chris how they're going to do the Spider Man exclusive, then they're going to ditch the game. But yeah. surely they have to wait until they get past the exclusive and they release Spider-Man to, onto the other platforms, no? Uh, yeah, I mean, sure, they could do, but I, I bet you they're probably... It, it will probably be dictated by the data points that they're going to get from how much interest is generated from Spider-Man to begin with mm. on PS5. If the numbers are not that big, then what they might do is just kind of like, yeah, you know what, like, it, it's almost like uploading to YouTube and setting a future date for scheduling. Right. You know, so so they'll probably be like, right, so we've released uh, Spider-Man. It's November 30th. We've released Spider-Man on PS5. And I'm just going to go over to the Xbox store and tick a box and bring the have, drop down and say, six months down the line, there you go. Have they ever said that Spider-Man's actually coming to other consoles? Do we know that I, for sure? I think that they said it was a timed exclusive and that's all okay. they said. Yeah, but that, but the they, yeah, I think so. But yeah, Jonesy, you're right. They probably will kind of like do that, but I... I would imagine from this point of Spider-Man being released to the next point of Spider-Man being released to other platforms, if it happens, nothing is going to happen in between there and nothing is going to happen afterwards. This is my kind of like fucking crystal gazing, you know, crystal balls in my face. This is your crystal about. dynamic. This is my crystal dynamic and you best believe it's... Yeah. Uh, do, do you want to know something, Chris, that I think arguably backs up your point? Is yeah. that at the time of recording, we are what, like less than three weeks away from the launch of the Spider-Man event. Yeah. Do you remember the run-up to the Battle for Wakanda expansion with Black Panther? Like, yes. they went to things like State of Plays with trailers for that thing, and they went out and hired Christopher Judge to do the voice, and they publicized that. They did far more to push for the Wakanda and the Black Panther expansion. This Spider-Man thing is just like, here's a trailer, and it's out in a few weeks. Yeah, because it's, because it's contractual. They don't want yeah. to do it, but they have to. Yeah, and um, I think I so, think it's probably the last thing on that, like the last thing they have to tick off the list before they could do whatever they want yeah. with this game, which probably means and kill it. Yeah. yeah, and you got to imagine um, that, like, if if Square Enix, the head honcho at Square Enix, is saying what he's saying, that they're not going to let it continue. They're going to just write it off as a as a loss and just carry move on. 
Yeah. To to clarify, I mean, so they haven't they haven't actually come out and explicitly said one way or the other. But it, from most of the things I can see, it does. It, I think Jamie's right. It's not actually a time exclusive. It is a PlayStation exclusive, which I'm surprised at. I thought it was a time exclusive. So boom, there you go. Like so once they've done the PlayStation release, uh, I guess they give it a few months and then they can stick a fork in it. Well, yeah. So this is the question: is how how long do you think they're going to keep these servers running? I reckon. Oh. I reckon a mu- a, a year or less. From November thirtieth. Yeah, I think I think servers have to be at least a year, and I don't think the game will be contentless in twenty twenty two. I just oh, think, I think we, it will. I think it will. Hundred percent. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's not going to be one hundred percent contentless. I just think we've seen the biggest pieces that they've got to play. Yeah, I would, I would be very surprised if it was um, less than a year. I think that would be crazy. Um, if all they've got to do is support it, I mean, I can, I can see that it might be contentless apart from the Spider-Man um, story and arc and everything. Uh, but it's got to be more than a year, isn't it? It's got to be a year or more, surely. Well, I mean, you say that, but like, why keep the lights on well, for for an average of 453 players, according to the Steam charts? Wow. In, the, mean, la- in the last 30 days. Well, that's Steam, like, yeah, Game Pass. I I, I reckon that's, and I think also, like, when you throw in PS4 and PS5, I think you do stuff like, if you get one TV spot that advertises that Spider-Man is coming to the PlayStation versions of this game, and then you heavily, heavily reduce it before Christmas, there are still Marvel fans who are just like, do you know what? $20, I'll take a plunge on Marvel's Avengers. I heard that game has a solid campaign. Plus, the, the other thing that maybe is food for thought, and... How much we can read into this is always hard to say because there's grey areas for sure. But Square Crystal Dynamics announced that they were partnering partnering with the initiative to work on Perfect Dark two months ago. So someone somewhere, whether they're a side team at Crystal Dynamics or just an internal team at Square, someone's still working on this game while the bulk of Crystal Dynamics has already moved away. Yeah, and if like yeah. if they're happy to have that skeleton crew keep going, yeah, they, maybe they can bust out like a new enemy type in. In the new year or a, a new locale? So, uh, again, just looking at Steam charts, um, they had a bit of a bump from July and August, okay? If we, if we, I guess that was when Wakanda came out, right? Yeah, well, no, Waka- oh, yeah, Wakanda launched in August, yes. Yeah, okay, so if we look at the Steam charts in particular, so June 2021, 578 concurrent average players, okay? Fast forward to July, 1,066. Fast forward to August, 2,048. Wait, those are concurrence? No, sorry, those are average. Oh, average like daily. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, That's not as... I was going to say concurrence. (laughs) What, a total 2,000 players in one day? On Steam, yeah. Yeah. That is brutal. Okay, well, then in September, it dropped down to 800. In October to 500, and in the last 30 days, 450. So if we look at, let's say, the bumps between the lowest point to when a new content comes out and it gets a bump, June was at a slightly healthier by 100 players above where we are at now, and that only managed to get up to 2,000. Hold on, so you're saying that if I stream Spider-Man in on the PlayStation 5, I will probably be the only person streaming it because no one else gives a shit. I mean, fucking... Maybe I will have to do it. No, possibly. I, I, no, I, I, 
I don't see that being the case personally. <laughs> but anyway, what, it's worth what, a shot. Did, did, did you guys see the trailer? What did you think of Spider-Man? Do you think that there's any way that they can redeem it? Is this the uh, shot in the arm that the game needs? The answer is no, but I want to get your opinions anyway. Man. No, um, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> I guess like all I can say from looking at that trailer, um, one thing is that what I said to you guys earlier, which is that one of the issues that this game had from day zero was that it always suffered with unfavorable, unfavorable comparisons to the characters' MCU counterparts as how they're portrayed in the movies, whether that's the likeness or the voice performance and so on and so forth. Spider-Man has that doubly so because this is... Uh, a Spider-Man that has to come up against not just Tom Holland's Spider-Man, but also the Spider-Man from Insomniac Spider-Man games and yeah. first impressions that it makes in this admittedly very short Peter Parkerless trailer. Not great. That voice was immediately, arguably the most grating of the three. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of rough. And then the other thing, and I, Josie, I don't know if you kind of get this when you watch Marvel's Avengers related content, even quote-unquote cinematic stuff like this. Because it's a kind of combo-based brawler as opposed to kind of like a more fluid Arkham-style game in with it, with relation to its hand-to-hand combat. You kind of start to see like, oh, okay, there's a move, and that's a move, and that's how he gets... That's how that's what his jump looks like. That's what his kind of like bigger jump or covering more distance looks like. That's what it probably looks like if you press that button. You start to fill in the gaps, and you're reminded of how that game plays. And I especially get it every time I see some of those enemies... Aim or whatever they're called. Yeah, aim, I yeah. see those. Yeah. I see those enemies. I'm like, oh yeah, Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> I pressed Square a lot in that game. <laughs> What's what, what did you expect? It's fucking Square Enix. Well, yeah, I guess so. They stay true to their name. What can I say? Good on them. <laughs> maybe if maybe if they changed, pivoted, and they became like Square 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 Triangle Enix, then <laughs> then maybe have a bit more maybe luck. they've got it. Yeah, maybe they have a shot. I think the real the re- problem they've got is like is it doesn't matter how good the Spider-Man character is. This is the problem they've always had. Like, cause, uh, like I liked playing as those characters. I thought the combat was cool. Like, if you ever played in the um, uh, the little uh, tutorial room, I can't remember what it was called. Like the um, it's like the danger room or something like that. Something I, I had don't some cool called. name. Oh, was it the habit habitat or is it the ha- harm harm? It was the harm room. That was it. Um, like that was some of the best. The danger room was the X Men. That oh right, okay. the, yeah, that was that's it. a much better name to be fair. <laughs> um, because you could actually like you you got to groups of those characters and you could string some of those combos together, and it was just like you were watching something from the movies. And I think that was the biggest selling point of of the games for me. But then the problem was, as soon as you got out into the world, there was like barely anything to do, and everything was so samey, and everything was kind of boring. And so just injecting Spider Man into that world doesn't fix any of the inherent problems within this game like it doesn't yeah i think we we even said at the time rather than in bring about like a uh, just a hero they should have brought a hero and a villain and then had a whole new little story arc where you're like you know new areas and new ba- new bosses to fight and things like that but they just never did that like they just rehashed the same boring levels and the same boring boss yeah. fights and a, t- a little crappy bit of story stuff when the character came out and like, <laughs> they haven't they're not going to have changed any of that. So I've, I've got a, I've got a question for you because I, I feel like the, the only other time that we will possibly cover this game again is when it just officially dies. So I've got to get this question out here, out there now. Do you think? Obviously, the game has a lot of issues. Okay, like mechanically, let's let's call it whatever it might be, or kind of like um, scheduled content issues as well. But one of the criticisms was 
these look like low rent cosplayers playing as the Avengers, right? Like, I don't know if you've seen like there's, a, you know, the, the meme was of like Vietnamese cheap cosplay. Kind oh, of, right, yeah. kind of rings kind of true to that. But do you think that maybe in trying to differentiate themselves from the MCU, um, as much as they did, do you think that that potentially could have harmed them? Do you think that there could have been maybe an easier win if they did the line a little bit closer to the MCU? Do you know what's funny? Having having just finished Guardians of the Galaxy, weirdly, that game kind of has the same thing. Yeah. In that it doesn't stray far enough from the movies and it actually, in some respects, is probably too close. Um, but having said that, it feels completely fine and authentic and different. And I don't, and I didn't ever feel like that the the line they were riding in the Avengers game was trying to imitate too much. Mm. I feel like it was enough of a deviation to still make it worthwhile and okay and fine. Had there been more to the game, like I don't necessarily yeah. think that was the like, issue with it. If I could piggyback off that, one of the things that I think Guardians absolutely nails. I think Jonesy and I both finished it this week, and Jonesy, I don't know if you feel the same way it almost accepts up front that Groot is Groot and that Rocket is Rocket and, and so on and so forth. There are <laughs> right, only so yeah. many deviations you can make on these characters while staying true to the source material. But what they can do is they can put them in a world filled with ideas and characters and factions and locales that are 100% true to the comics, but because most people hadn't heard of Guardians of the Galaxy prior to the first MCU film, like I certainly hadn't at least, um, there's so many more interesting places we can go and when you start to realize that a lot of the side characters whether they're friendly or whether they're enemy characters are like big characters that have existed in the comic books for like 30 40 years they just haven't been in the mcu yet and now they're being pulled into this game you're like oh shit like i won't i, 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 won't, I won't say names but like there's what there's one particular character who an enemy character quote unquote enemy it's like a creature who is mentioned multiple times in the early parts of the game and comes up again in the late part of the game and has a kind of a silly name. And I thought, okay, what's this? It's like, no, that's a legit comic book character that was around 50 years ago. And it seems really stupid at the time, but they were like, we can make this fun and bring this to life. Yeah. I, I really want to know who you're talking about. Now. I'm talking about Fing Fang Foom. Oh, Fing Fang Foom. Oh, okay, yeah. Fing Fang Foom, who is basically a dragon, an MCU dragon, who is in the Guardians game. Um, there's nothing like that in Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, um, no, yeah. The closest they got, ironically, was introducing me, for example, to Kamala Khan and her family. And I loved that shit. But everything yeah, else outside of that, like AIM, like super generic, their interpretation of, um, what's he called? Like, he's, it's a MODOK, thank you. Uh, fell a bit flat, like MODOK's assistant. I don't even remember her name, but I remember she was somewhat right. important. Whereas, like, Guardians is equivalent of all of that. Like the church and the 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 like some of the other characters. I won't spoil them, but like I didn't know these people, and now they're I really like them. Yeah, and that helps you know, so do, much. I, do you know what's actually so? There's uh, this will problem. Hopefully, this will illustrate like differences between the two games. Um, I finished the Marvel's Avengers game, and I went into that game super excited about like how good it was going to be, how good it was going to play, and I was really excited to play those characters, and was thoroughly uninspired by the end of it and I was just like this was a pile of shit probably never going to play it again <laughs> um, played Guardians of the Galaxy and it got me so like 
into and interested in the wider world of the Guardians outside of the MCU that I went on eBay and I bought uh, one to ten of the comic books of Guardians of the Galaxy from 2008. So um, nice, that's yeah. when the modern Guardians of the Galaxy, so um, Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax, uh, Rocket Raccoon and Groot actually become the Guardians. And in and I read uh, the first one, so I read episode one or um, book one or whatever you want to say, and it has the church in there as an enemy group who you're fighting against in that. And I was immediately like, this is wicked. They literally were <laughs> yeah. inspired by uh, like number one of that new uh, Guardians team. And now, and it's, it's like widened out that world to me and got me into the Guardians of the Galaxy in a whole different way that Marvel's Avengers, the game never even came close to getting me interested Not at all. in anything else. No comparison. No. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like even there was there was a casting. I, I, Chris, you might have seen this. There was a casting for Guardians of the Galaxy three that I think some fans and comic book fans were not entirely sure about. And I saw the casting before I played who, the game, and I was yeah, like, "Yeah, who was it? Who, it's Will uh, Poulter has been cast as yes, Adam yes. Warlock. Adam Warlock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Adam. Okay, cool. And again, like yeah. without spoiling too much, like I'm now I have an opinion on that casting. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm not a fan of that casting. Now you've said it. Well, that's cool that Adam Warlock's in uh But now I know who Adam Warlock is. I had no idea from the original one. Like this is the thing, like Mantis pops up in Guardians 2, and I had no idea who Mantis was. It's a better Mantis than the MCU's Mantis. It's a better Mantis. Yes, it absolutely is. And then I started reading the comics, and the Mantis in that is wicked as well. And it's like, oh, this there's so much more that they've managed to it was actually unfair of my opinion of Guardians when I played the game, maybe, and that I was like, they've kind of done a bit of a um Everyone's going to hate that I've mentioned this. The Star Trek video game where they they that was awful. The way they bang on about the Gorn yeah, and the whole go. selling yeah, point was like the historical enemy, the Gorn. Is it, it, like, is it like once every thirty podcasts we do, Jamie? Yeah. That that, that uh, Jonesy's got to mention the Gorn yeah, and Star the, Trek video the Star Trek the video game. Yeah, I thought they'd done that with Guardians. I thought they'd kind of phoned it in and gone some shitty enemy, but then now <laughs> I'm reading the comics. I'm like, they haven't at all. They've they've kept it on the up and up, and they've re- they've used the source material really well, and they've like delved into it. Yeah. It just, unfortunately, it just goes to show how Crystal have done two games and the polar opposites when it comes to like story and presentation. And nah, it's, it's not Crystal. Was the uh, Square Enix? Sorry, not yeah, Crystal. Square, Square Enix. Enix. Yeah. It was um, Idos Montreal, wasn't it? Was the yeah, yeah. Who I now fear will probably not make a Deus Ex game for a long old time. <laughs> or, or, or maybe they will because they're like, well, you know what? That's what fucking works for us. Bro, can I be totally honest? You don't want them they, to? They announced Guardians 2 next year and I'm buying front row seats. <laughs> I had a blast with that game by the time it was all said and done. Yeah. Oh, nice. I want to talk about it more. Oh, maybe now I've got to play this fucking game. You guys are fucking gushing over it. Ah. All right. It's good. Well. It's good. I think you'd like it. Well, y- you know what I definitely like, fellas? Money. Money, baby. <laughs> and you know who gives us money? Uh, the government. Your mum? N- no. I-, I have to give the government money. That's the, the oh, tragedy right. of, yes, my- so of my life. Um, Chris's no. mum doesn't really support us either. <laughs> no, exactly. No. Uh, no. And if she, she kind of she wants. And if she did, she'd be sending me rands, which are about like... Uh, What's it? Twenty rand to one pound. So it's not not really. Yeah, I get I get screwed over by the exchange rate. But no, I am of course talking about our lovely, lovely and generous and very handsome and and uh, beautiful um, patrons. And I'm going to say some of them, their names on screen right now because they went to patreon.com forward slash super show and pledged their support to help things ticking along. And I am of course talking about 
Amnestis, Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Jesper Kamdahl Nielsen, Leo Merger, Magic Grits, Mindful Pig, Nathan Piers, part of the 0.24%. If you know, you know. Pastors Guild, Scary Omen, Starfall Kid, Zach Cream, and the big motherfucking boys. Brett Z, Doppler, Geometric Potter, Hacksaw Book Read, Manuel, Caribbean Papi, Guerrero, and of course, Peaswad. Legends, each and every single one of you. We could not have made it to episode 97 without you. So thank you very much. And, um, you know, much like the trailer for that fucking Buzz Lightyear one, to infinity and beyond, baby. Oh, yeah. Thank or you it, all it, so it, much. At you, least, at least to episode 101, because that's a nice number. So, at least. Mm. What a new, we just end it there. This podcast yeah. is ending in four weeks. We just explode. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like what had the anniversary recently it was Donnie Darko, right? Donnie, uh. Donnie Darko, it starts off. How does this fucking start off? The fucking the the bunny rabbit takes him outside and says the world's gonna end in seven days, blah 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 blah. What if we did like a cool kind of ARG thing where we kind of sort of started continue to grow out the known murderous podcast and then weird stuff started happening on the main podcast where like someone just disappeared and stopped being on it and then like mm. we I don't know. We got we we, we I just want an ARG. You guys can think of the rest. That's how ARG. Yeah, that's how all ARGs are made. As someone in the suit goes, do you know what we need? An ARG. Yeah. And then I they, don't know what yeah. it is. I don't that's, know what it does. I'll get uh, I'll get in contact with the guy who did Frog Fractions, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll work something out. All right. Hell yeah. <laughs> no exactly. murderers featuring Frog Fractions guy. Um, but speaking of guys, fellas, <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've that's got not a bad. Pop. That's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. I have a comment of the week, and it's coming from. Oh, that guy. That's that's his username. So, you know, that guy. See, there is a segue there. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one said I've got good segues, but I've got segues. I've got segues for days. Segue? All right. Anyway. Oh, that guy says, spoiler alert, Chris is actually horror movie makeup artist legend Tom Savini. If you've ever seen From Dust Till Dawn, you should know that his twig and berries are actually a, rev- <laughs> a revolver barrel with two revolver chambers. And in real life, it's a shotgun barrel with scale dual chambers. Come on, sex machine. Hell yeah. And then thank you, fellas, for in our podcast document, putting a lovely naked picture of Tom Savini holding a cake that says 70. Am I to believe that he is 70 70, 70 years old? He looks damn good for 70. He's fucking jacked for 70. Yeah, with those pecs? Do you think those are implants? I don't know. I I think you could pull that off. But fair enough. yeah, yeah. Like I, we got this comment, and I was stunned. And I mean this in the politest way possible, Chris. Just stunned <laughs> by how much this guy sometimes really looks like you. And of course, it's like it's an older sort of version of you, an older, saggier version of you with a bigger forehead. So I'm paying you some compliment. Oh, thanks. Um, but, I um, mean, you you, you say saggier. I think Chris would be pretty stoked yeah, I, I'm, that figure. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm the saggy one, fellas, compared to what I'm seeing on screen right now. But yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because like, um. Oh, While it's I five have... foot six, perfect. What? That is perfect. <laughs> oh my god, it's meant to if be. If you just shave, you just need to shave these bits. I mean, I could do it, fellas. It is November, and I, I haven't, I haven't done any of the shavings, so I could do it. Um, but no, you, usually the celeb uh, doppelganger that I'm compared to is Joe Joe Montaigne. Mm. Uh, and I'm going to look up his height because 
I'm crazy. He's gonna like be. That. He, I reckon he's a short boy as well. One point eight meters. What's one point eight meters? Oh, that's quite tall. That's, that's oh, quite tall. Five ten. Yeah, that's, five, that's good. Almost that's about five average. Yeah, above uh, average. Five nine to five ten. Yeah, that's average. Wow! Uh, wow, that's average, is it? All right. Well, fuck me. No, think, average is is about five eight in it. Five. five I, I could have sworn the average. I could have sworn the five, average seven. for a male was five ten. I'm gonna I'm gonna check. Yeah, we have to. I will say also, it does vary probably more than you'd think by uh, country. So oh, it, it depends. Depend which country we held. Nine. Yeah, it would depend which country we held Chris accountable for. Because if it was like. Ooh. Well, it'll have it would have to be. It has to be Greece, right? Because that's, well, the, you're that's gonna, where you're the gonna be. Greek, Greek, you're gonna be Greeks well are taller. Average. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Greeks are five really? nine and a half. Wow, I thought Whoa. they were quite small. Yeah, and then <laughs> the the, uh, the old South Africans are. Oh no, they're fucking beasts. Yeah, they are gonna be tall. No, the, wait, bro. The average male height in South Africa is five foot six. You're bang on. That, I that's don't crazy. Believe, no, that's wrong. I don't believe that for a second. It, can well, you guess? there is a source. I, it's from the South Africa Demographic and Health Survey 2003, doh.gov.za. Nah, corrupt. Fake news. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> I, think, I think the Belarusians must have done that, uh, <laughs> yeah, done exactly. that survey. <laughs> Those fucking Belarusian spies. Actually, I want, do, do you reckon the average height in Belarus is going to be listed as like six foot two because the government <laughs> just wants everyone to think they're jacked? That'd be great. <laughs> I, I'd imagine that's what like Kim Jong-un would do with fucking North Korea. Like, yeah, we're 7.5. Uh, that's five, nine and a half. Boring. I'll tell you what, let, let's play a game of you, of I'm going to give you a country and you tell me if you think they're tall, average, or small based on the world. Wait, hang on. Wide average. Yeah, this, oh, this I'm see. going to tell you a country. I see, I see. And I see. you're going to say they're tall, they're small. But hold on, is this, is, this, is, this, is this edging into racial territory here? I don't, I don't see why. That, I think that's pressure's on us, Chris, because if we just <laughs> guess small for every Asian country, we might be in hot water. All right, okay, first one. Let's make it easy to start with. Do you think the Swedish oh, are tall? Tall. To the moon, baby. Or average? Yeah, tall. To the moon. The Swedish, the average height of a man in Sweden is 5, 11 and a half inches. Whoa. Uh, and a female is f- 5, 5 and a half. So the men are tall. Oh. The women are actually not that See, small. See, I'd have guessed that not Swedish that women were taller than average. Oh, yeah. me too, I would have said. Um, okay, let's do another one. Uh, what about... Um, Italians? Do you think Italians are tall, small, or average? Average. I'd say average. Like, yeah, just thinking average on the small side. I'm going to give you that. They are the five, nine and a half. Um, the Italians. Yeah. Uh, so worldwide, that's that's all like roughly. That's interesting. What, what I'd say was high average? High what, average. What was Greece? Did you say five, five nine? Jamie. Uh, Jamie, I said. I think uh, it was like yeah, it was five nine and a half. So they were. So uh, so I wonder if that's yeah. more Mediterranean regional thing. Uh, maybe, maybe. Some, something right. in the water, fellas. Listen, Jonesy, <laughs> I, I do one more because I know we said that it's a slow news week, but we do actually have to get to bed at some point, right? Okay. All right. Okay, I've got one for you. Let's have another round of Guess That Height. <laughs> Let's go with Haiti. Oh, uh, the average height. Hell. Well, Too uh, small uh, average. How, sorry, small. How, deep, how deep underground were they when they were being measured? Wow. Uh, wow. That's... Can you can you, you hold, can you hold the tape measure? Whoa! You you edged it into the racial territory in in a weird way. No, come on, mate. You know what? I've actually I've Earth. actually buggered this one up because it doesn't have uh, it doesn't have a good. Also, in my defence, earthquakes aren't racist. They can happen anywhere along any fault line. Okay, here's what. Okay, what about this? Bangladesh are the are the guys in Bangladesh tall, small, average? <sighs> small. Not just the guys. The guys and the girls are they tall, small, average? Uh, Bangladesh. 
I'm not. Do you know what? It, do you know what's throwing me off? I'm going to say uh, medium, that, like, medium, like average. I'm going to say. Yeah, because I imagine the populace being small, but then for some reason I got into my head like how uh, popular cricket is in some parts of Asia and how like those guys always seem really lanky. So I'm going to guess they work out as average in Bangladesh. Mm. Do you know what? I would have thought tall with Bangladesh. I would have been completely wrong. You're both wrong. Five foot small. four inches, average wow. height for men, four foot 11 for the women. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. Could kick them like Legally the midgets. Wow. There you go. <laughs> that was the that was the end of how tall are people. Dun, 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 <laughs> Thanks for playing. Dun, 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 dun. My favorite uh, favorite Reese Witherspoon film, Legally Midget. Legally Midget. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that was the working title. <laughs> it's gone Wasn't off the it rails. Reese Witherspoon who like got got pulled over and she'd been drinking and then she was like, "Do you know who I am?" I mean, yeah, you know, that's possible. Right. You know you've messed up. But, when you say no, that. but hold on, because you know that that cop. Prevented a known murderer episode from taking place. So, oh, maybe, mm. maybe mm. that kind of entitlement. She was definitely going to go on to kill someone. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Reese Witherspoon is the subject of a very popular celebrity murder joke. Don't say it. With no, a spoon. no, it, Hard yeah, with, no, yeah, with, yeah, with a spoon, no, with a knife. Yeah, you know, you know that one, Josie. Come on, that's Come the oldest on. dad joke in the book. I don't know it. I was uh, worried. Any joke you normally say is usually sus <laughs> for us getting cancelled, so I was a bit worried then. I, I'm, I've completely cleaned up my act, Josie. I don't know what you're talking about. Wow. Anyway, uh, fellas, it's that time of the podcast. Can you guess what time of the podcast it is? Is it time for another round of Guess That Height? No, it's <laughs> catch-up time. I said, a hey, hi. Okay, so... <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I want to know what games you've been playing. I mean, we know that you've been playing Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Jamie, you mentioned that you believe both you and Jonesy have finished the game. So uh, I'll tell you what. Let's go in with uh, Jonesy. Why don't you start us off? Like, give us. You know, we've, we've spoken about games to get uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, but just give us like a, a blurb, a headline, and then anything else that you've been doing this week. I'll keep it brief. Um, so yeah, the only thing I've really been playing is Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I finished it. I didn't do finish it. Um, I would say, on the whole, my thoughts with that game have I've still got some of the sticking points that I had when I started playing it, which is that some of the linearity is a little too much. Uh, it is quite handholdy, but um, I think the story is fantastic. The voice acting is fantastic. I really enjoyed the way that the characters work together. I, on the whole, really enjoyed my experience with it. I thought it was a thoroughly Mate, solid. You, you, you've got to stop saying on the whole. On the whole. On I, the whole, I on just the whole. I can't get it out of my head, J- um, Jamie. Sorry, like, Jonesy. Could I recommend, by and large, by and large, <laughs> it was a very good game. Um, yeah, re- really enjoyed it. Like I said, there was things that, in hindsight, I, I, I would have liked to have. Um, I suppose I would like to have them to have done more with certain elements of the game. Like the visuals were incredible. The way that the levels mm. were designed uh, to, visually were incredible. Some of the enemies types um, felt like they reused some stuff and felt like they didn't... It, it kind of felt like they ran out of time in some respects in some elements of the game, yeah. which I could imagine they might have happened because it seems like they spent so much time making some of the rest of the game so good. Like the story, the voice acting, the writing yeah. is all on point. I could imagine that maybe they just did run out a little bit of time with some of the enemy types. The combat left a little to be desired by the I got to the end point of the game. Yeah. I was feeling like it it did start to grow a little stale maybe like ever so slightly. One of my favorite elements of the game which I'd say that I haven't heard anyone else talk about um by the by the end of it by the time I finished that game some of my choices 
throughout the early game and some of my dialogues that I got to get into um, and some of my interactions with characters in the world had some real world implications. And I loved, there's a whole sections that I really enjoyed that kind of would not have happened or maybe would have happened differently had I done differently earlier in the game. And I don't think that was played up enough. Like, I don't think people, I don't think that was, or maybe it's because it would have given stuff away. It would have been a bit of a spoiler maybe, but um, I'm not going to talk about what those things actually were, but yeah. that's something I haven't seen for a long time. Or I don't think I've ever seen it in, in the same way where they really utilize, and it says, because this happened, this happened. And it changed the way the game plays in certain ways, which I thought was really cool. I really enjoyed and it. Mm. it the story well, linked together. Well, you know, you know that they cut out a feature, um, Jonesy, where you would talk to an NPC character, you'd make a choice, and a little dialogue box come would come <laughs> up on the top right hand side, say, uh, you know, like Glarflack will remember that. They actually did do that. That's exactly what happens <laughs> in the game. Hmm. God, Jonesy, if only more series did that, like if only more game developers had the guts to put their yeah. money where their mouth is when it came to long term ramifications for early game choices. Yeah, but damn, it, it, questionable. <laughs> yes, I, games that I've finished. Let me put it that way. <laughs> Where I actually got um, to realise the choices that I made because they were finished. Because yeah. it was uh, luckily, Guardians of the Galaxy is more than fifty-one percent gameplay. So yeah, tick. so it's it's good. But don't don't you guys so find it's on like the right side? Hear, hearing you guys talk about this, it's it's funny, isn't it? Like you could have, especially if you take like a tale of two games, which is like. Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy, right? And you say, okay, coming from a very similar stable, very similar kind of like, uh, well, same, same publisher. Um, but it's almost like both games could have issues, but the game that kind of absolutely nails it on atmosphere and charm is given more of a pass than the other. Not to say that like Guardians of the Galaxy uh thematically and um, technically is just as bad as Avengers because it's obviously not. But mm. it, it, it's it's just a reminder that, like, you know what? You nail characters, you nail story, and it does a lot of heavy lifting to um, make the player a little bit more forgiving in some of the downfalls that a game could have. Yeah. Yeah, sure. absolutely, yeah. And, and for think- what it's worth, like, I, I, don't, I don't really think I had to be that forgiving with Guardians. Like, That's I, good, I, yeah. I... But you know, I I enjoyed almost I enjoyed a lot of that game. Sorry, Jim, yeah. what were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say the only there were there were some things I think, and I felt them toward the end game where I did feel like I had to be a little forgiving, and I did. Um, and I, and I, as Chris said, like I did give it a lot of leeway because of how good a lot of the rest of the game felt and how I enjoyed those characters and how I progressed with that story. But like, just as an example, like there are some sections toward the end game where you're moving things out of the way or you're cutting through pipes to progress or you're, and it felt like a bygone era. Like it felt like games of a bygone era where they're like, mm. you need to do this now to get through this section or you need to do that to get, and, it, and it's like, you can surely in a game like this, you could be a little more dynamic, like, the same animation and the same, almost exactly the same setup. There are five pipes side by side, and someone has to slash, yeah. slash, slash, and then you get I, some of that felt a bit odd. See, I really, I really dislike shit like that sometimes. Like when when you get a game with like so much progression, and you get to the end of that game, and it's throwing um, like puzzle systems that are exactly the same that you'd be doing at the start of the game. But I don't, don't these were that puzzles. Kind of, like, Jonesy's missed a very important thing here though that i don't know yeah. if he just didn't notice or like by the end of the game 
those characters start doing that stuff without you having to ask them to. They do, yeah, they do, and, and that's it's the point. A, it, it oh, is. right, okay, yeah. No, it, it is. At least I interpreted that as the point. No, no, I and I agree with you. Like they almost made a. There's a point whereby you the team cohesion is at a point where you don't have to say, "Hey, can you do this?" But for me, it was like it started to become repetitive enough that I that it felt like I could see the lines, I could see the, uh, the working of the game, and I basically Jonesy, Jonesy put on his Matrix glasses and he could see the source code. All right, like I get it. That's a I great it. way it to like, say it, Chris. It's like in God of War. Do you remember every time like Kratos had to crouch and walk through a low area really slowly? Yeah, and you're like, or oh, every they're time doing a, they're doing low. Yeah, yeah, or every time Cloud has to squeeze through a gap at the same pace. <laughs> yes, there is exactly. a little bit of like. Why do I have to hold L1 and press triangle to remind Gamora that every time I see these weird tubes, she has to slice them open, and that animation yeah. takes two seconds, and then we run through. Yeah, yeah. I get no, where it was, is coming from. But it was more in that what I meant was it, this game felt very linear and curated from start to finish. It didn't feel like open world or anything like that. And I wonder, I said maybe I'm ignorant of like game design and game development, but I couldn't really understand why they couldn't have had those things just feel more specific for the situation like do they worry that gamers aren't smart enough to know just because this doesn't look like the same set of pipes as it has the last five times <laughs> i need gamora to cut through them like it felt like they could have just said instead of doing the exact same motion to push this big metal thing aside you could have had a slightly different big metal thing or you could have had a slightly different do you know what i mean like does it really yeah. need to be the same every time like almost identical can it not be yeah i'm, I'm with you i'm with different? you on, i'm with you on that jamie like uh, josie like I think, I think there are small tweaks to that kind of formula that they could do to kind of make make the whole thing feel a lot better in terms of yeah, stuff like Jay, that. Rather than like copy paste, I want them to do like just adapt it a little bit, and it feels a bit too copy paste. As I got toward the it end, was, I'd seen the same thing so many times. I was like, okay, it, it happened. And remember, in the first Last of Us, it was the wooden pallets that Joel sw- <sighs> uh, swims around holding. And it was the dumpsters <laughs> right. that you wheel into position. Right, yes, yeah. And I, like, yeah, maybe that's just like a weird, not like even an oversight, it's just a reality of game design, right? Which is that yeah, you, right. if you're making a linear combat, like a, a linear game with combat, you're going to pace it out in a certain way. You're like, right, we're going to have a section of six minutes of game time until the next combat encounter, and we're going to have these conversations, and what are we going to do to make the player feel engaged with the gameplay up until they're next fighting someone. And we need these beats in the story and the narrative and the character progression. We need this many collectibles. We need one beaten path that you can go off if you want to explore. We're going to have one hidden costume there. Like, I don't know if it's that scientific behind the scenes, but that's sometimes (laughs) what it feels like. Yeah, it's like paint paint by numbers. But then maybe I'm, like I said, maybe it's just my ignorance of the the process, but it, it feels in some respects like, surely you can change like you, you you've gone into all this effort for all the production around the other side like other areas of game design can you not just change some of that stuff so that the third time i get to that in that situation it's not exactly the same like you said in last of us it's not a dumpster it's like a i don't know it's something ever so slightly non-dumpstery like yeah even like the dumpster's on fire and you've got to put the fucking dumpster fire out think, before you if, can do the dumpster i think if you talked yeah. about like if you went to the creative director of Guardians of the Galaxy when they were tens of millions of dollars into their budget and they were years <laughs> into development and the game was pushing for going gold and 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 I and I, you came to him and said, I'm from the future. There's a guy who finishes your game, goes on a podcast and wishes that there were more type of ice. He's going to breathe, like for Gamora to slice, slice through, he's going to breathe the biggest sigh of relief that he's ever breathed that that's what, like, that that's what we're talking about. 
Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. To, and to be fair to Guardians, fair it's not it's not Guardians. It's like every game of that type does the same thing. Well, like Jonesy, it's such a common trope in games. Like they just reuse the same yeah. old shit. Jonesy, one of like, the one of the big controversies of uh, Elden Ring <laughs> is oh look, they're reusing some animations from Dark Souls. Dark right. Souls Three. Oh, off, man. No, but but exactly, and and, and yeah. I hear that, and I'm like. Oh, of course they are. They it, it's with, like with, with God of War. Yeah, yeah the boat animation. Getting yeah. in the boat. And it's like, well, okay, hold on. If I get into a boat and I'll, I'm like a professional boat get into her, <laughs> there's only one way that I'm going to fucking get into a boat. It's like, yeah. I, okay, you say, uh, I agree with you, but I kind of get where people are coming from in the sense of, I suppose the idea is you feel like they've, not done it they've just copied and but like i said it's just copy pasted rather than uh, i know i mean Kratos let's remake it from somersault into the boat <laughs> instead of just getting into it i think it depends if it's exact if it's getting in in the same way like if it's if it's the idea of like well he just gets in the boat the same but it's not actually the same animation then it's fine but if it's literally the same animation then i can't i'm quite i don't know in some <laughs> no but now like, okay now, but now, it, now but we're but talking about is, going back to a restaurant and getting like <laughs> that you went to last month and for the second time in two months you're getting a perfectly cooked uh, edge to edge medium rare steak and then you're, they ask you how was the steak and you go you could have changed the sides this time I no, agree no, beans last time as well if I, if I think for your analogy I would have to say I ordered the steak the first time and they were limited by what the they tools and the the thing the ingredients and things they had in the kitchen because that's how this time was then and i went back years later when there's better food better ingredients better tools better papa john's papa john's i'm thinking the same thing (laughs) better cooking (laughs) utensils and i sat down i had exactly the same meal and i was like hold on the the industry's changed like cooking's changed culinary no no because in that case it's like oh we could have made an even bigger and even better steak for you jonesy but instead it's only a marginally bigger and better steak because we put a bit more uh, emphasis on changing the crust in case you noticed yeah and if and if you nailed it the first time like what well, i suppose yeah. why bot like well, that, need to change it again that, that's that's the crux of my argument on this thing it's like yeah. if you have a really good really good animation like if you think of it this way Maybe the animation of fucking Kratos getting into the boat is was fucking five years ahead Perfect. of the curve, <laughs> you know. And now, also, and, I was yeah. gonna say we've all we've all seen the opposite side, right? Where they feel they have to change something, so they change it and they make it worse. Oh, going to talk about that a little bit later. I think, and uh, mm, we might argue <laughs> about that a little bit later. It'll be can interesting. I, I mean, yeah, I, I think. Uh, so I just, just let, let me wrap up on. So yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thought it was a very good game. A uh, couple of things, like I said, um, I, I didn't think it was like perfect, could have tweaked, but no, uh, on the whole, really enjoyed it. And apart from that, the only thing I've done, I haven't played any other games, I've been catching up on some Why the Last Man, oh. which uh, I still haven't finished yet, but is a very good series, and I'm already sad that it's been canned. I, I, um, so, so, Jones, I haven't started watching it because of that exact reason, because I hadn't started oh, right. it when they, when they announced that it was cancelled. And I was like, right. well, fuck, I love the source material, but I don't want to get like invested in it and it not go anywhere. But then right. then I heard that the last episode is absolutely fucking amazing. And chances well, so it are... Didn't get, despite what people say online, it didn't get cancelled because it was too woke and it went broke. Yeah, no, like it was... We've, we've covered this in the previous podcast. Yeah, uh, but yeah. It was a money stuff and yeah, options and it, blah, 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 blah. If they announce, if another network announces they're going to pick it up, then I'll fucking jump. I, I jump. I, in, I jump in. It. I think jump in, man. I've really enjoyed it. I think I think it's a thoroughly good series, and I'm I'm hoping that someone does pick it up and they carry it on because I've 
some of the changes from the graphic novel are a little weird and are kind of a little bit redundant. Some are totally like, that's a really good way to adapt it for the more modern world. Uh, but no, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. I think if you like, if you like it, check it out. Mm, let, let's see if you have the same opinion when you get to the end of the ep- end of the season and there's no prospect <laughs> for another one. Because sure, I, maybe, I, I've maybe. been burnt before. Okay, I went through two fucking seasons of Jericho, uh, and th- and that show was fucking amazing, and it was cancelled after both seasons. So mm. yeah, fun. but then yeah, weird shit like Dexter's just come back. And oh it's yeah. Like, like I'm so so like just never say never never say when never. is it actually at is Dexter Dexter's not yeah, it's out, out, it's out, it's out it's out it's on Sky what are yeah. you kidding me oh my god the, the, the reviews and everything can I <gasps> can I say one thing about so um, Guardians and it's not yeah. like an actual criticism like, it's just it's almost I think this is going to be my soapbox Chris this is going to be the platform that I stand hey, on for buddy, uh, this is this is where we are all right basically I for some reason have found myself being very passionate about good uses of licensed tracks in video <laughs> games because I think we all have such a built-in familiarity and an appreciation for certain licensed tracks that when they're used in the right way, yeah. that they can be mind-blowing. And for some reason, still to this day, movies are light years ahead of video games when it comes to that kind of stuff. I thought Guardians was going to be the... Um, the game that kind of broke the spell. And I'll say it comes really close. And without spoilers, mm. there are maybe two to three occasions that I can remember where a specific song was chosen for a specific reason to accommodate a specific scene in Guardians of the Galaxy. When it happens, especially one near the end, unreal, perfect. Wouldn't yeah. have changed it for the world. The issue is that they spent God knows how much money accruing <laughs> like a great track list of, of like top quality 80s tracks that broadly speaking aren't used in interesting ways at all. And having the dynamic Mm. system of like a certain song playing in the Milano between missions or a certain song starting in a huddle is like, like the fact that they put soft sales version of tainted love in there. And I think I heard it for 10 seconds in an 18 hour campaign criminal. Why did you spend the, like make a scene for tainted love, you know, (laughs) as an, as an example. It's funny you say that because I had exactly the same thing. Like I almost could, I, I, when you do the huddles and when you get out of it, you notice the music and it's cool. But if you don't do a huddle, you don't get the music, you don't notice it. Like a game like Artful Escape, like that little indie game was so good at like creating a world and using music. And I'm like, how did they not yeah. nail that of Guardians of the Galaxy? Like, there's there's a je ne sais quoi around like fist pump moments in video games where everything comes together and coalesces and you're just like, fuck yeah. And music really helps. Artful Escape nailed it. There's another what, moment. What other game fucking nailed that kind of feeling using licensed music specifically or just in general well it was it was a music track written for the game oh damn but um, it was very much a very a very specific point where you start an area the music kicks in control spe- yes the, <laughs> the, the, the fucking ashtray maze, Astray maze yeah. was fucking incredible Again, that's a, Chris a literally perfect example wasn't even a licensed track but because it was written yeah. so well for that usage um but like That's Guardians, another game that did it well. Death Stranding did it fantastically well. De- when some great, of that, um, fantastic shout. The way the track hooked up with the way that game looked and felt and like would pull back and expand out. And more, it was more for like a, a tear shed moment than a fist bump moment. But yeah. <laughs> but like there's a moment at Guns of the Galaxy towards the, the very, very end of the game where it's kind of meant to be the cool, almost like the lap of honor moment post-story. And it's cool that they tried to do something like that, but it just felt like they didn't make it cool. They didn't make it cool. And I was like, 
I I'm sat there almost screaming at my TV. Like there are so many ways you can make this so much more energized yeah, and yeah. triumphant. Um, as like like just good music, bit of slow motion, bit of pageantry. You know, like the bread, the recipe's there. Just get some, grab get some it. John John Woo doves. Yeah, like but again, they, like, they, but I always go back to the same example of like Saints Row Three. You jump out of a helicopter, uh, a plane. <laughs> you open a parachute. You're parachuting into an open roof penthouse where a huge gunfight is happening, and Kanye West Power starts playing. Like that was a game that knew how to trigger those moments, and Guardians yeah. doesn't do it enough for the soundtrack it has. It's ironic as well because the movie is so iconic with how it uses eighties music and and it nails it. Absolutely yeah. nails it. I, I was really hoping at some point they would, and I, I don't even know if I heard it in the game, if um they, what, what's the one, is it? Come uh, and get your love. Yes, yeah, is it that one? The one where he walks into the, when he first sees Star-Lord walk in to get the little, the stone, the souls, where oh, the stone right, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that is not in the game. Right, and that, that, if they'd have just done, they could have used that, like a track like that, they could absolutely have used that in a specific thing fist bump moment, nailed it, and everyone would have gone, oh, that's so cool, they used this thing from the movie, yeah. and it would have been great, but they just didn't. I'm kind of glad they didn't use that track. I I'm think sad, I think, I think we cool. got all the leverage we could get out of that track in, do you remember in Endgame, when they're, they're going back in time to intercept the stones, and we see Star-Lord singing that song from, like, it's oh. like War Machine and Nebula's perspective. They're, like, watching from a rock nearby. Yes. And, and because it's their He's perspective, like you miming. don't. Yeah, you don't hear the music. You just hear him singing. It's, it's, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's well, yeah. it's well done. It's well done. Anyway, yeah. anyway, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, I'll tell you, Jamie. Before we get onto yours, I think yours is going to be a lot more interesting than mine. Uh, I, I I played quite a lot of Dota this week. Surprise, surprise. But nice. The, the only reason I bring it up is because I managed uh, for the first time in a very long time. I managed to play like. <laughs> A, a bit of a marathon session. So I played for four hours straight and I lost five matches in a row. That's and then brutal. I, and then I cried myself to sleep. It was fucking, in, <laughs> it was insane. It was insane. So some of those losses deserved and some of them kind of like just, you know, they just slip away from you. But man, oh, so fucking frustrating. But I can't imagine how that feels to invest that much time into each individual match and have it snap. Well, not necessarily snatched away. I'm sure some of them were absolute fucking cakewalks. Oh, but oh, one one match was over in like 26 minutes, which got absolutely fucking wrecked. Um, but hey, Dota still a good game. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I'm going to say about that because you know it's, that's my my Dota minutes. Did it? Did it? Did Chris's Dota <laughs> minute? Um, I did play some Age of Empires four. Nice thoughts. Yeah, was it? Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I played a few missions of the campaign and then I jumped into a skirmish, uh, played the skirmish, beat the skirmish, and then I uninstalled Age of Empires 4 and I'm not going to look back. You didn't, expect, didn't, expect, didn't expect to hear that one, Hang did on, you, James? You have to explain that twist. And I need <laughs> I need an all caps ending explained YouTube video for this. <laughs> um, the reason is I think it's very technically sound. It's very enjoyable. Okay. I like everything they've, that they've done. I don't think that they've moved the needle very far in terms of RTSs, and I don't necessarily think that they needed to either. This is, I think you mentioned it before, this is comfort food in RTS form, right? Um, I, I kind of felt like I got what I wanted to get out of it, and I've realized that I don't have 
I'm not in a place in my gaming life where I want to sit down and have a slow burn RTS game in my life. Right. And, you know, rather <laughs> you just, than just rather than just, just have it fucking languishing there on my desktop, I just thought, you know, just get just get it done. That 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 makes slightly less sense after willing to endure four hours of battering in Dota Two, but I kind of get where you're coming from. Yeah, like separate the two, okay? They they they're mutually exclusive, okay? Um, in, yes, RTSs are much better than MOBAs. I agree. Wow, there we go. <laughs> um, no, but you know what I mean. Like Age of Empires is it's a slow burn RTS. Yes, like, I do know like, what you mean. And, and I'm just like. I was surprised by just how slow the game felt to me. And this is maybe a symptom of me watching things at two times speed and going absolutely fucking crazy. But yeah, it just felt like too slow. And I was just like, I was playing those missions. I was playing that skirmish. And I was just like, come on, fellas. Let's, come on, come on. Mm. You know, let, let's, let's, let's get things going. Um, it, it's funny. I don't think that the pacing is off in that game for what it is. It is a slow paced RTS game and it's, it's got spot-on pacing for a slow-paced RTS game. But I just, I I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of done with it. Fair enough. Well, I'm, just, a, I, I'm just of Game Pass, right, as well? Well, yeah, exactly. That is the beauty of Game Pass. I think if I'd paid for it, I'd probably be more obliged to kind of see through all those fucking campaigns. Um, but no, it's a, it's, a, it's a good game. It's a solid game. And if you like RTSs, you'll like Age of Empires as well. Let's see why not. Um but then that brings me into the next thing that I want to talk about, and it 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 hasn't happened yet, fellas. The first ever yet. future catch up. Brace Whoa. yourselves. Um, no, but I got invited to the Elden Ring closed baits test uh, network test, which is at the time of recording taking place tomorrow. But by the time you listen to this podcast, I would have hopefully sunk in the first three hours in the fucking weird time slots that they've got. Um, you can't you you can't stream it though, can you? I think it's just. Um, so I'm so confused about this. You so must I, be I, able to because the I, influencers who played it earlier have all released their footage, no? Right. But then so none of them streamed it. None of them streamed it, but but this is the interesting thing. So before all of that, all of those previews came out, and I've been watching fucking all of them. It's ridiculous. I probably spoiled way too much for myself, mm-hmm. but I'm super excited. Um, before that, I went onto an FAQ and it said, no, you can't stream. So it's like, okay, fine, I can't stream. Like, that's what they say, that's what they say. But then all of this stuff came out and that kind of muddied the waters a bit. And then mm. Alana Pierce said that she was going to stream it on the weekend. So it's like, hmm. Oh, okay, interesting. Is, she, is interesting. she getting a special pass or like a bunch of influencers getting a special pass? Well, how is that fair? I, I don't know. I don't I, know. I, I'm probably thinking I'm going to see what's going to happen in terms of streaming. And if it just seems like it's a fucking free-for-all and no one's paying attention to it, then I might just follow suit. <laughs> but but legitimately, fellas, the timing of of this thing is fucking weird. I don't, I don't know if you remember, like, I did mention that there were very specific windows in which you could play this game, right? So I am going to bring up the... Oh, fucking where is it? I'm going to bring up the schedule for you and I'm going to tell you the times and let me know if you think that this is kind of mental because I think it's kind of mental. Okay. okay so so tomorrow being Friday 12th of November 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Okay so what that's a 3 hour slot. Yeah, I think they're all 3 hours slots. In the, in the in the middle of a working day, so that's not great. Not great. Okay. 
Uh, I'll try and steal away an hour or two. Don't tell my work, but there we go. Lunch, just a, l- a lunch break and a long shit. Bob's exactly, wrong. exactly. Uh, and I will catch up the time. I promise, bosses. Um, okay, session two, 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. on Saturday. Oh, that's brutal. Fucking hell, man. Okay. Well. Okay. Se- session three, a lot more manageable. Um, 7 p.m. To, to 10 p.m. On Saturday. On Saturday. Oh, that's okay. decent. It's a, that's it's, a good, it's a good time, but it's also like an annoyingly sociable time, especially for it's, a family it's, man. Yeah, it's a, I was going to say, it's a really bad time for me because that's like slap bang and getting yeah. my son like, in, in, the, in the bath you, and into you, bed. You, you almost want like an 11 till 1 kind of slot. Oh. PM, be, 11 to 1 a.m. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that would be perfect. But yeah, but I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm in negotiations with my family so oh, I thought you were going to say with Bandai <laughs> so, Namco yeah well, have you been given the, have you been given a slot where there are a lot of options no no so you get given a code uh, so I've got the game installed on my Playstation now I can like I could show you the splash screen but it doesn't do anything um, and then just the network just switches on and then you get in right. and you play I don't I don't right. know It's pro- I'm, I'm anticipating that the first time there's going to be loads of like login issues yeah. True, true. Yeah. That's, that, that first session might be a write-off. That is the point of these tests, after all, right? Okay. Anyway, next session on Sunday, eleven AM to two PM. That's uh, that's a decent Okay, one. that's decent. That's yeah, that's decent. Yeah. And then it the could f- be, but it could also be horrendous depending on like how you're you know. Yeah, again, yeah. I I'm 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 imagining all of these through the uh, non father gaze. <laughs> yeah, for you it's no problem. Um and the final session, okay. 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. No, sorry, 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. on Monday morning. That's brutal. Oh wow, yeah, that's that's heavy. That's heavy. Those would be that, that would be a perfect slot if you're on the east coast of the USA. Well, yeah, exactly. It, it's a mixed bag, but then again, like when I've got it for 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., it's probably still pretty good for fucking nightmares. But yeah, like yeah. So that that's what I'm working with. But I so, I hope to absolutely rinse it as much as I can. Um, you know, hopefully my wife can take the take my, my wife. My wife take the sun away. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, know why that. Terrible. I, don't know, I don't know why that triggered my that my Borat <laughs> memories. But every it's, now and then you hear the words "my wife" in a certain way, and it just it gets triggered. Yeah, no, I, I get you. I get you. But yeah, so hopefully this section next week will be jam packed with Elden Ring. You guys are probably going to be sick of it, but there you go. I'm no, oh, I'm, no I'm, I'm looking really looking forward to picking a brand. Yeah, me did, too. did you guys watch any of the previews or any any stuff that has come out since then? Mm, not yet. You're gonna hate me. Yeah. So I, I I did watch a couple of the regular ones. Okay. And then there what, was like one... your your IGNs, your game spots. Yeah, but also a few like influence influence. Okay. I, I can I, I can tell word? you that I can tell you the two that I would recommend you watching is Eurogamers. Okay. Eurogamers one. Um Aoife's uh, kind of like first overview one that nice. was really good, and uh, obviously Vati Vidya. Oh, the, he's a yeah. He's the Dark Souls lore guy. What's one that I r- almost regret to have to tell you that I watched is that um, there's a a guy, former Game Informer and Giant Bomb guy called Dan Reichert who got in. Yeah, yeah. And um, he did you know a full capture like everyone else and read the embargo and it was like a 30 minute long embargo or whatever and they could do this that, and the other and he decided for whatever reason that he would upload 30 minutes of him in real time 
trying and failing to kill the same boss over and over and over again. <laughs> and I was it was that video that made me realize like, oh wait, it's a trying to, game. Yeah, like you can watch the videos that they procure and they very neatly lay out and the open world and riding a horse and all these different but at the same time, like you're gonna get fucked up in this game. Um and that was the video yeah. that opened my eyes to that. Um Yeah. So. Yeah. It'll be interesting, man. It'd be yeah. so interesting. Like I, I I'm partly tempted I won't because it's just too much of a ball leg to kind of set up. But I really was thinking maybe I should just record my playthroughs and just, you know, figure that out. That would be yeah, good. Why not? Well, because because it's not on my laptop, right? It's it's through my PlayStation 4, which is like oh, got, right. got like the thickest layer of dust on it because I haven't played it in like <laughs> half a year. And like, and then I've got to crack up. I've got to find the Elgato capture card. I've got to pipe everything through. And it's just like, bleh. I, I, I might as well just switch on the PlayStation and just play the fucking game. <laughs> fair yeah. enough. You should capture stuff on the PlayStation, to be fair, as well, if you really felt like... That's true. Important. With the share button. Yeah. yeah. You should capture, like, 10-minute-long 720p clips. It'd be beautiful. <laughs> maybe, I'll tell you what, when I get to bosses, maybe that's what I'll do and just get, like, a montage of me failing over and over again. Yeah. Well, Chris, as someone that... Uh, completely forgot that I was meant to play a beta for a game that I'm still not even allowed to talk about because <laughs> I signed an NDA. Um, I hope for your sake that you get it, that you have, find the time to play this one. I, I, I will find the time, whether it's an hour or multiple, I will do it because I'm beyond hyped for this game now, which is in itself a problem. But yeah. <laughs> That sounds like a good problem. Well, mm, cyber, like yeah, Cyberpunk would disagree with you, but there you go. Cyberpunk was uh, sorry. Was Jonesy's at- chair would disagree with you. Yeah, but Cyberpunk was bad, and I don't <laughs> think that Elden Ring will be. Cyberpunk's there. not bad. It's just Cyberpunk's not Cyberpunk not was not as good as people it's wanted it to be. That's uh, true. But I think yes. Elden Ring will be. There you yeah, go. That's my hot take. By, by all accounts, it does seem it. But yeah, like oh, can't, can't fucking wait. But yeah, I, I'd, I'd suggest watching Eurogame and Buddy Video and to, to get like. It, to be fair, to round out your perspective, because I think it's always good to kind of watch the bad with the good, right? Yes, yes, sure. Do, yeah, you, exactly. do you think Elden Ring will be as good as Breath of the Wild? <laughs> God, Jonesy. Um, I think it'll be very different. <laughs> it's a very diplomatic answer. That's the only answer I can give at this point. I mean, I haven't even fucking played it, so... <laughs> I have to yeah. watch you next week. Well, yeah. Anyway, there we go. Go on, Jamie. For for my madness of my Dota and my Age of Empires four and my future Elden Ring, bring some sanity back into the into the fold. I don't think there's going to be much sanity to be found here. I think it's <laughs> just as bonkers as anything. I can rattle through some of these, luckily, because um, they don't need that much discussion. Uh, top yeah. of that line is uh, unpacking, Chris, which you recommended to me last week. Boom. I didn't know it was on Game Pass. You told me it was on Game Pass. Turns out it is on Game Pass, so I played it and finished it. <laughs> Five-hour game, right? Bro, two to three hours long. <laughs> um, it's, I mean, it's just clicking. Like, you're unpacking yeah. boxes, you know, you're of, the, of someone who's, like, just moved into various, you know, houses and flats and apartments. Um, I liked it. You know, it's kind of got the therapeutic element that you think it's going to have based on that art style and based on the sort of the tactile nature of opening and closing drawers and putting things in the right place and you know you get the sort of the the nice sort of like warm feeling of putting everything in the right place and everything looking neat and tidy and you also <laughs> and get then going the, back to your real world 
uh, room where you've got stacks of <laughs> fucking PlayStation yeah. games still in the wrappers Shit, and monster monster cans everywhere. Please, that's it's more true than I'm comfortable with, Chris. Let's not uh, poke that bear any more than we need to. Um, I think the thing that's cool about unpacking though is that there are a few other sort of layers to it that I was kind of expecting, given what it looks like and that genre's usual trappings, but there was still a pleasant surprise. One mm. was a kind of a light puzzle element. So you have things that you'd expect, like you can't put a microwave in a bedroom and you can't put a toothbrush in the kitchen. The game doesn't like that. But at the same right. time, there's a point very early on where you get a book that you most people will quickly identify as a diary because it's got like a little padlock on it and it looks all cute. It's got drawings on it. And you're like, where <laughs> does the diary go? Wherever I put it, the game's not happy. And you realize if you click on the pillow in the child's bed, the pillow kind of rolls up and you can put the diary under the pillow and you're like, oh, okay, that's nice. Um, so there's that kind of stuff. And there's also a light narrative layer. And mm. I say light because there are no characters in this. There's no physical embodiments of characters. There's no names. There's no dialogue. There's nothing. All it is is a photo album where each photo represents each new place this person lives in that you unpack your way into. And using cues based on sort of like the environments they're moving into, the stuff that might already be there, uh, you can kind of deduce what's going on in this person's life and a little bit more about them and the kind of the things and the keepsakes they take with them through their life. And it's kind of got that that charm to it. Um, yeah. So you're saying it's like a Dark Souls game where you've got to read between the lines of what's happening Big in, time. in the law of unpacking. You can almost say unpacking is the Dark Souls of Game Pass games. Um, wow. Yeah, so that's that. Um, <laughs> Vacuum G Vanguard also came out since we last recorded. Man, yeah, um, God. And we, we, I mean, we've already talked about this one a little bit over WhatsApp. And again, this is one that, weirdly enough... In fact, not that weirdly, I'm going to say. There's not that much to say about Call of Duty Vanguard. I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but like there wasn't that much marketing and promotion for this one, and the, mm. the little that there was started very late in the cycle, usually. Yeah. You know, we yeah. saw a, that gameplay sequence at one of Keeley's things in summer, didn't we? And like we talked about it, but it kind of felt like Vanguard just kind of like came out. Um, and a lot of the talk <laughs> and the hubbub around Vanguard is that it feels like, as an event... It's just another Call of Duty, and so perhaps it's not that surprising that to play, it kind of comes off quite quickly as just another Call of Duty, yeah, like a bit of a stopgap. Nothing special. Yeah, you kind of get the feeling that they were in a weird spot last year. You know, Black Ops Cold War changed hands very quickly. You had Raven moving on to Warzone full-time. Sledgehammer kind of got kicked off that and then moved on to this, but then they only made the campaign, and then Treyarch came in at the last minute to also make zombies and... It feels like a bit of a hodgepodge that they just had to get out because they knew next year everything would be fine when Infinity War would come back and pre presumably give us Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. This just feels like the stopgap, the Call of Duty game that needed to happen, um, which isn't to say it's bad. So you, um, you're saying this is the Bobby Kotick of, of, oh God. of, of Call of Duty entries, yeah? I think no. I think it's a. I think it's better than Bobby. I think it's better than Bobby. <laughs> I think if this is like a mid-tier Blizzard employee who hasn't done anything dodgy, um, but they're just kind of there. It's like you haven't done anything dodgy, but also when was the last time you did something you could be proud of? Oh, interesting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
Like, I think the multiplayer's fun. It's built more on the foundations of modern warfare than Black Ops as a result of the engine they use, which means it's fast-paced, but it also has bouncing issues, and it has spawn issues, and that takes away from the edge a little bit. Campaign, totally serviceable. Sledgehammer's production values are really high. It looks and sounds amazing, and it's set in World War II, which some people really dig. It's also <laughs> kind of by the numbers and doesn't yeah. take as many risks or uh, try as many experiments as Black Ops Cold War's campaign did last year. So it kind of feels like six of one half dozen of another at every corner of this package. Yeah. It does yeah. it does feel like do you what is with the whole, like basically them just sort of sliding it out because I even if you don't see a ridiculous amount of advertising for it as it's building up and trailers and things with Call of Duty I feel like as soon as it does come out they hit it really hard with the um online advertising the marketing right. everything it definitely feels this time around like there's been less of that. Well, and maybe maybe there hasn't one, been, but it does. One f- big reason, fellas. Yeah. Activision. What was like that? the the? Oh well, yeah. Like your you know, your your, play, your, player, your player base is there, and every time they log into mean, a game, right? they are they have got it in their face. So, so oh, why oh, spend the money on external yeah. advertising? So obviously you could right. say like, oh well, what was the difference with fucking Cold War? Well, Cold War they still tried the older model, but maybe they've realised. Actually, the data points they've taken from Cold War is they don't actually fucking need to do that. They don't need to do that. They've got mm. the install base. Like they're selling it. Maybe they're selling it to Cold, yeah. War, Cold War fans, like uh, to Call of Duty fans, and it's like those are the people that are going to buy it. So fuck it, that's it. You, you well, already they buy it every year. You know they're going. They're like FIFA fans. You don't yeah. need to advertise it. Yeah. They're going to buy it. All you need to do is have a trailer <laughs> saying it's coming out of the state, and that's it. That's all. Literally, all it is. Yeah. Yes, it's, um, it's for, interesting. It's, I was going to say a Christmas buy for me. I think. I was going to say Warzone's new map comes out next uh, next month as well, so we can see if there's any noticeable difference at that point in kind of online chatter and oh, maybe wow. even promotional stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, uh, bottom line, Vanguard is not a bad game. I like the multiplayer more than Black Ops Cold War, and I think the campaign is fine, but just not as... Like, doesn't try... The, the few things that it does try to differentiate itself and to experiment with the formula don't always land, but they don't miss either. And that's kind of the right. takeaway for that whole package. Mm. Mm. Also, okay. it's still good value for money if you like all three components of Call of Duty games, right? You know, yeah, like zombies, multiplayer, single player, yep. and and I guess actually the fourth component now is Warzone as well, right? Right, exactly. Like, there's still a lot of content. There's a lot of bang for your buck, um, depending on how much you pay for, it, I guess. But yeah, um, but yeah, Van- Vanguard. Uh, <laughs> I also played, um, again, courtesy of Game Pass, and Forza Horizon 5 this week. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was going to jump into it. I was going to jump into it, but um, um, with Age of Empires 4 and Dota, all those fucking losses, and upcoming Elden Ring, I think I'm only mm. going to jump into it from next week. But I'm looking, nice. solidly looking forward to it. I think you're going to have a good time, man. I think Hell I yeah. think most people who jump into Forza Horizon 5, as I'm sure people have, you know, grown to understand based on the reception it's received almost unanimously you'll have a good time because that's all Forza Horizon 5 really is when you kind of scratch beneath the surface it's just a good time Um, they have built a really gorgeous, detailed vast playground essentially and put a solid racing game in it Um, and it kind of just ticks all the boxes like the, the racing is kind of that it's still grounded in simulation as you'd expect from a Forza game but it's got just enough kind of like looseness that I think it is approachable and and user friendly for for newcomers um it's as very 
rewarding experience almost to a fault where it really wants you to know that you're it really wants you to have fun playing the game by telling you that you're doing good stuff you're always <laughs> earning shit you're always filling up some bar you're always getting some reward there is a lot of that um but it's I'm just hoping i can play this one once you remember that I I, try, I played uh, is it Forza Horizon Four, which is on the Game Pass. Yeah, I, yeah. I played and it was um, an issue, and a PC issue where I think I talked about it before on the podcast. Like my keyboard, oh had a yeah, bug. I had a bug where the brakes were constantly on, and you if you tried to turn and it wouldn't drive. And I, I do work, the controller wouldn't work. The keyboard, and I was yeah. So I just had well, to you you got to try it out. Although I'll try the, this one. The, yeah, the install is like a hundred and one gigs or something. It is yeah. big knew that was coming yeah but it's also like perhaps one of the most technically well-rounded open worlds like i've ever played any game in let alone a racing game so it kind of warrants that size in some respects yeah Yeah, sure it's just you know they've done other things to try and make things a bit more fun there are like lots of like creation tools in there there's more arcadey game modes to try and harness some more of that kind of like ridiculousness that was maybe arguably missing was it the, the pinatas or something yeah, there's like pinata, and there's oh, like right. weird, like you know, like like weird, like uh, areas where you're going off ramps and like you know all kinds of shit. It's kind of got that thing that I always refer back to Burnout Paradise for, which is that like how can we put things in the open world to make just the act of driving fun, where there's speed traps or like areas where you have yes. to maintain a certain speed or big stunt jumps, and um, it's a very the- seamless and enjoyable experience. Because without that stuff, like open world driving games can almost feel kind of flat and and dull, and, and like you can just you know I don't yeah. So I think you need those elements, don't you, to kind of populate the world to some degree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, the the other thing that Playground do really well is just presentation, not just in the visuals, but in the way they kind of like. You might have heard a lot of talk about like the the way this game opens, like a car being dropped out the back of a plane, and right. it does the thing that lots of Horizon games do, where you're kind of it shows off the different biomes by. You're doing one big race against a big plane and you're going through the rainforest and the swamp and then you're being airdropped on top of a volcano and driving down the side of it. And <laughs> They definitely know how to build a stylish and almost cinematic at times kind of sequence of, of gameplay moments and gameplay yeah. vignettes. They do a lot right. They don't do much wrong. And I think that's why it's got such high reviews. Yeah, yeah. It, It's hard to know what to kind of criticize it for there might be things that you just inherently don't like that much as an individual but it's hard to know what to criticize the game for if that right. makes sense yeah that makes sense Man, um I, I, yeah. I, can't, I can't wait like I, I just want to i just want to get in in there and kind of like jump into this fucking mayhem where you know you steph jonesy all, we're all just fucking racing around each other like, that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be sick. We can start a convoy, I believe they're called. Oh, Man Max style. Hold on, are we talking about Riders Republic now? We... Oh, yeah. Oh. Riders Re- Do you know what? I... <laughs> Poor old Riders Republic. Forza Horizon 5 is a much better game than Riders <laughs> Republic. Do you know what? It's not as pure outlandish fun as Riders Republic can sometimes be. I'll give Riders Republic some props. It's not bad. It's a good. Riders Republic is a good game. But it's slightly awkward timing that like mm. Forza Horizon Five came out at more or less the same time, and we are all already subscribed to Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, mm. yep. Bit of a tricky one. Uh, do you know what else is a tricky one? <sighs> tell me, buddy. I mean, I can see it on the document, but tell me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Is it that? No. That- <laughs> 
Well, okay. <laughs> I did good. I did good. Before, is the you, right word, before but... you jump into it, obviously the the, the internet is having a, a field day with kind of what the what the models look like. I mean, some of the some of the things just look like grotesque fucking creatures. Yeah. Look, I wrote in our podcast document that yeah, yeah. I, I like I I think it's as we saw with that. Do you remember the remastered Assassin's Creed from like however many years ago, where like that character model had eyes like bulging out its head and stuff like that. <laughs> it's very easy to kind of like screenshot wonky models at wonky moments, especially when the the bones of those models were designed a decade or two ago. Yeah, I don't yeah. mind that stuff so much. Um. But it is still a slightly frustrating experience to go back to these gold games in this form. Okay, break, because, it, break, break it down for us. Break it down for us. Okay. I think the reason I'm finding it slightly frustrating is there is a case of so near yet so far. They had the balls, as some games do nowadays, to call these the definitive editions of these games. And in some respects, they really look like they have shot and almost reached pulling off that label, justifying that label. But there are a number of ways, um, and not just specific to any one title, but across the work that they've done to the whole package, that I think it falls short. Um, A lot of people are going to talk about the visuals, and let's be real, there's a lot to unpack. We could probably talk about the visuals till the cows come home. Uh, But let's be honest, like I defended them for those models, but like you're right, Chris, like... If it's something the internet can meme on, and, uh, meme, on uh, meme on and can dunk on, <laughs> then it's something that could have been fixed or altered. And yeah. there are some things that I won't defend. One thing that people have been sharing at the moment is there's an image where it's an NPC who wears a basketball jersey, and the number on the back is a kind of a painted on nine, but the bump map from the original model is a seven, and they haven't changed the bump map, so you can still <laughs> see the original seven like ingrained into his back <laughs> and in a nine put Weird. over the top of it. There's also a bit where there were these low-res uh, sort of posters on the on a shop window in Vice City that you could barely read, and um, the clearly the developers have gone back, recreated those assets, but not bothered to check if they have like read them correctly. So the example is um, it's a it's a guitar shop called Screaming Collins Guitars, and in one of the window it says Air Guitars from one hundred ninety nine dollars. Um, but it's low res that the A and the R are very close together. And in the new version, it's written as AR guitars from $199. <laughs> Stuff like that is well, frustrating that, you see, if that, you're going to call this the definitive version of these games. Yeah, but that sounds like um, that sounds like outsourcing, right? Like you, you outsource it to some foreign country. They're not really speaking English all that well. They're just like, yeah, it's fucking it. Well, it, that's what it looks like. It's, I don't it's, think that's an excuse, though, is it? I'm tr- no, I don't think so. Yes, it's no excuse, but yeah, that's... It, an ex- and then, but that's like ex- saying, an why is it shit? Well, you get what you pay for, and they paid not them a lot, so that's... <laughs> well, no, it's, 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 they're called Grove Street Games, and I forget where they're based, but um, I think they worked on the uh, uh, mobile ports of these games that also had their own problems, and when you see this, that, that, that what, that's what frustrates me, is that... The stuff that shines in these games is the stuff that occasionally was really well represented in those trailers we got. 
Like there are some yeah. things inherent to what the Unreal Engine can do, and let's be I'm not trying to be harsh, but probably do quite easily by modern standards, that make these games immediately look better. The lighting, the reflections, oh, yeah, some like of the weather effects. Tick, it's just a tick box right. these days, right? Exactly. It, right? And some of the models that they've remade, like we again, like you can to and fro over people's opinions over like the way they reinterpreted models of major characters. We did that a couple of weeks ago, for example. Yeah. But like they are like decent quality when you're in there and you're like whether you think Claude's face looks right in GTA 3 that model is still solid the issue is just that there's just a feeling that this work was done by someone who doesn't have that attention to detail that I think defines so much of what made Rockstar Games sing and like Red Dead Redemption 2 it wasn't like bug free uh, it's had performance issues you know the PC port blah 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 blah, blah. but like that was an astoundingly complete vision of a game. And they it, it just uh, felt like Rockstar North, in developing Red Dead Redemption 2, didn't let anything like escape their gaze when it came to just making sure everything was like exactly how they didn't want it to look. Mm. Every UI element, every HUD element, whether it was like the design choice to make the shops um, represent all their items as like an old-style catalogue and stuff like that. Just everything felt like really fine-tuned. And this feels like the opposite. Even down to, it's something we've talked about before, and I don't know if other people feel the same, but even down to font choices, you're looking at some of the fonts in the menus in the UI in this game, and you're just like, this is ugly, guys, this is ugly. <laughs> yeah. The decision to use the menu sound effect from San Andreas when you arrow through menus and select things on all three games, just, just that's, an, that's a, as, as a very passionate Grand Theft Auto fan, that's a decision that I can overlook, but I will hold against you. Yeah. And, well, I, that, and I'm, and I'm lazy, do, finding myself doing that. And like that, that that's just top to bottom how this feels is that like they did what they could, and in some respects they did quite a good job by using the fundamental improvements that you will get by taking those old games and bringing them into a modern day engine. But I wish they'd done a little bit more than that. Um, and I wish I thought you were going to say wish... I wish they didn't. <laughs> no, 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 because these are still fine versions. To I haven't obviously completed all three of them. Um, but I've touched GTA 3 and San Andreas at this point to kind of run, like get a an idea of how... And it just... <laughs> this this was an opportunity to make the versions of the games that live up to that title, the definitive versions of these games, three of the most iconic and, in some cases, most important open-world games of all time. And I don't think they nailed that, and I think that's a real shame. I, but you're saying, especially, you're saying what they did is they pulled the Diablo 2 Resurrected. Well, people really liked that Diablo 2 Resurrected. And mm. I, some people did, and I was never the target audience for that. <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, how it's kind of bums me out that we're in an era where Rockstar are depressingly dry as it is, right? Yeah. Like, who knows how long we're going to be waiting for the next mainline core Rockstar release and what it's even going to be. Presumably GTA 6 at this point, but fuck knows. <laughs> we got this in the interim. This is the thing that tides us over, and it felt like Rockstar just kind of, like, let this one slip through their fingers a little bit. And it, and again, it, it, for me, it is just that attention to detail, and it's like it it, it feels like a remaster that uh, that's being done by the studio that didn't make the originals or even have that much of like of a reverence for yeah. the originals. So and we're you, talking about we're talking about like games like Vice City. We're talking about Vice City. Get it, just get it right, guys. <laughs> Don't have typos in the shop windows. Get it like think. <laughs> think. <laughs> I suppose one question I'd have is: so, let, if if it was ex- if Rockstar had basically made a decision between saying this is how these games would come out, 
as they are, as you've seen them, as as people have been like sharing as you've played them, etc. Or they didn't come out. There were no remasters. They just said drew a line under it and never went back. Which would you have picked? I'd pick for them to come out. Okay, cool. Because these are still modern versions of like. Look, don't get me wrong. You could have played the PS2 version on PS4, and that would have worked on your PS5, for example. And these games were still alive and well on PC. And then you could also maybe draw lines and say, if these games never happened, then the modding community on PC never got crushed, and you didn't have that whole kettle of fish to deal with. But like fundamentally, can you play Grand Theft Auto Vice City on a PlayStation Five at 4K 60 frames per second, and most of the time be looking at like a pretty darn tasty remaster? Yes. Like with Vanguard, I can't get away from the fact that fundamentally there's nothing that wrong here. Yeah. I just wish right. there was more that I wish I, I wish I was like fucking celebrating this game to no end. Yeah. Just because there's not that ro- much wrong yeah. doesn't mean there's like everything right. Yeah. No exactly. Yeah. And like, uh, again, it's disappointing that Rockstar, having not released a game since Red Dead Redemption 2, decided to come back to touch these originals, these classics, and that they didn't knock it out of the park. I think that can be a bummer even if it's not a negative reflection on yeah. the games themselves. Yeah. Right. Okay. What about and, what about like the GTA yeah. 5 aiming and gunplay? So that stuff I think was um I think that was what they used as their kind of shorthand for overall improved controls that haven't really manifested themselves in a particularly pleasant way. There right. isn't GTA 5 style aiming. Um it's still got a very similar kind of like lock on system they've tried to make it a bit more dynamic but obviously they haven't had they didn't have the animation set to work with to make it so so i think that introduces a lot more jank that in some cases wasn't there in the original game i think it's a i I think it's a somewhat flawed solution and Mm. to the point where i'm like you've done something that's fundamentally actually quite similar to the originals i think we would have been fine just sticking with the originals in some respects and maybe fine-tuning them rather than replacing them with something that I don't think everyone's going to love. Yeah, interesting. Um, and then, yeah, like, even some of the other GTA V style inspired changes, there are now radial wheels for weapon selection and radio selection. But again, maybe it's, like, the editor in me. I think those wheels are ugly. I think the design on them is <laughs> ugly. I think, the, like, right. the, the, the font choices and the ratios and, like, the, the, the sizes of some of the icons and the HUD elements, I think they're ugly. I think, like... It just feels like the UI in the HUD was redone by someone who didn't care about design that much. It's like a Fiverr job. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Do you wonder, know, wonder how like, much not, not slagging off anyone on Fiverr, but you know what I mean when like yeah, a low end Fiverr. Yeah, they went for the cheap person on Fiverr, not the expensive one. Yeah, it's yeah. like just 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 get it done today. Don't don't spend yeah. time on it. Just get it done today. Do you think that this is a bit of a cash grab? Mm. I mean, it's hard to see that it, that it's not. Maybe for if all the things that Jamie said and other people have been saying about it, it's hard to well, imagine it's not a bit of a cash grab. Well, like, yeah, but hold on. If it wasn't art and art cash grab, then they wouldn't be doing things like saying, "Oh, we've overhauled the gunplay," right? Because hmm. then, as Jamie said, they haven't they haven't overhauled the gunplay. They've, well, they've tweaked they, it. They've, they, effect, yeah. they've done something different, but they haven't grafted the um, GTA Five gunplay system onto these games. So they've they've yeah. tried to say that they've done some, you know, a bit of a GTA Five jobby on them. But if actually what they've done is just messed around yeah. under the hood, then well, m- maybe the better question is: Do you come away from playing GTA trilogy and saying, and, and just being a bit cynical about? the overall package 
Which I, is, it sounds like I, you are. I know. I, 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 I'm trying not to be cynical because I, I feel like that, it, that it's, it's not. It's almost like it's not mutually exclusive. Like I don't think it has to be a cash grab as much as it can be an opportunity to make cash. Sure. It, yeah. it, what it felt like to me, it was like I think Rockstar are probably as aware as anyone else. Their release schedule hasn't gone the way they want it to. It to. I don't think Rockstar. Let's say GTA Six does come out in 2024. I don't think Rockstar necessarily planned to have a six-year gap between GTA 6 and Red Dead, Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption 2. I think things get away from them. I think things take long. I think having a, like a Leslie Benzies and one of the houses depart and so on and so forth. You also hear rumors about like cancellations in Bully 2 and I don't know how much you want to believe, but buy into that. But clearly things happen behind the scenes that weren't ideal to the development of the next core Rockstar title. I think when they were put in that position and someone floated the idea of, hey, do you want to remaster those classics? And that I think it's just as possible that they saw it as a healthy way to service the community and pay tribute right. to these games as much as it was also a very easy way to make a lot of money. I just feel like there wasn't enough oversight in terms of the way these games were being handled. I don't think these are bad remasters. I think we've seen worse remasters. And I think at their best, these are good remasters because there are things that have happened to the visuals that are really quite impressive at times. And I give yeah. them props for that. I just, as someone who is very passionate about these games, as I've said before, there is going to be stuff that I feel maybe a little bit too, maybe I get a little bit too emotional about it. But like stuff like, again, stuff like typos bum me out because that is, that is, that is like, that's like, that's, there's not a question of difficulty. It's not a question of how hard <laughs> it is. It's a question of attention to fucking detail. It's a question Ooh. of making sure your assets don't have typos in it, them. But it's much worse than that, though, isn't it, though? Because it's, it's the artist that made it. Yeah. It's the artist's um, QC that it went through, that it passed. Yeah. And then it's like the overall playtesters that missed it. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it, it's like a whole bunch of like stops that it managed to go through. Yeah. And, and, for, yeah. Is- and for each and everything. Like when you say like how ugly the, the wheel is, it, it, what that means to me is there was no one overseeing kind of like a a cohesive look and feel? Yeah, like go like anyone that's curious, go and look at a playthrough of this game where someone starts in the menus and flicks through the menus at the start of their recording. Look at the menus, look at the layout, look at the you know the UI, the UX, look at the font choices. Again, I'd say it again, even though it's something that most people might not even notice. Look at the fact that they just chose the default San Andreas sound effect for the menu tones and use that for all three separate games. Games that you can buy separately. GTA well, not, not Vice City. Well, no, I think <laughs> on the, I, I, can you, I don't even know anymore. But GTA Vice City has San Andreas' menu tones. when you're, Which makes no like, sense. Just little things like that. Yeah, that's, just that's a, a travesty, bummer. man. That's a travesty. Uh, it's, it's just a bummer. It's just a bummer. And like I can overlook some things. I can like when we were looking at the trailers and the images that released beforehand, I didn't care that characters looked a little bit cartoony or body proportions looked a bit weird. I didn't care that Lance Vance's face looked like he'd been like fucking smeared <laughs> with a like some anti wrinkle cream. You know? I like I I I I defended that stuff. I came on this podcast and defended that stuff because I believed that they were doing it all in you know, in service of creating a good overall product. Um and they've dropped the ball in too many other areas for me. 
Yeah. It, it sounds like one of the big things is um, like Rockstar should be synonymous with quality and attention to detail and outputting like, you know, the top tier of games. It's like we always look forward to. And it seems like they haven't done the, the one thing you'd hope they would do. They haven't done. So like yeah. you said, with this, with this, with the spellings it, it, and whatever, like, you know, the quality it, it, it bum- checking and stuff. It bums me out that it's like, like it, it was a bummer when we got to that. Uh, there was cyberpunk and you typed in cyberpunk's name on Twitter in December and it was just like all the tweets that were going viral or tweets that were taking piss out of it. Look right. at here, this uh, bugged out texture here. Look at this thing that makes it crash. Look at this car fucking up. It bums me out to no end that the Grand Theft Auto's name is in that point at, the, <laughs> at this point in time. That And like, you can call me a simp. I am a fucking simp for GTA. <laughs> I don't get, you can call me any word under the sun. You'll be right. Like the, the, these are the games that have made me borderline emotional in the past with regards to like, my history with them and how much I've loved them. Um, I wanted to see them get right. And I don't want to be in WhatsApp groups where I get sent pictures of fucked up models that look like fucking Mr. Blobby. And that happened today. <laughs> and that's embarrassing. I not, take it not, personally for some reason. Not from us. Just going to put that out there. No, not from us. But like, I'm in a WhatsApp group with like, it's a WhatsApp group full of people who play Call of Duty and FIFA. The kind of people who traditionally speaking could be convinced to buy a game like this because yeah. most people in our sort of demographic have some nostalgia for this. And they're laughing at it. And that makes me sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, understandably so. Anyway, I need to. We, we need to. I've been talking about that for longer than <laughs> I should have. No, but it's good um, because it's not only part of your catch up because that was that, that is part of the news, right? It's like what the fuck's happened with GTA trilogy? So, I just I, I just tested my theory on Twitter. Top result when you type in Grand Theft Auto right now. Mm. Just just Grand Theft Auto. Please enjoy this thread of hilariously cursed GTA remastered screenshots. <laughs> 13,000 likes at the moment for the thread. Gee. And, and a lot of them are hilariously cursed. <laughs> he says, with a tear rolling down his cheek. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. No, it, yeah, it'll be interesting, man. It, look, moral of the story, just by um, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Anyway, uh, okay. <laughs> but look, Agreed. Jamie, from, from an old game that has come back in the form of GTAs to another old game that potentially could be coming back if uh, confirmed rumors are to be believed. I'm, of mm. course, talking about Fight Night, baby. EA's a boxing... Um, I don't know. It's not really a sim, is it? But well, just boxing yeah, sports. I, I th- yeah, it's probably know, is a sim, yeah. Just just about. Look, all I, all I want is to just use those the fucking analog sticks as jabs... Hooks, uppercuts, because yep. that shit yep. was fucking sick. But yeah, apparently it's coming back, and a new fight night codenamed Moneyball has been greenlit and is in early development, which kind of bums me out because you'd, you'd hope that, like, why did we get to a point where it, it, it feels like the past two years there was always like, oh, you know, EA might bring out a curveball and show us a, a fight night game, and now we're mm. getting the, the kind of the rumors saying, oh, yeah, it's, it's been greenlit. Yeah, and, and then in, you wonder how far away that means it actually is. It's like yeah. well, it's the rest of the, the rest of the the rest of the story will make you even more depressed. Than yeah, exactly. I'm afraid, Jonesy, yeah. because literally the very next uh, point on our podcast document says likely still several years away from release, mm. um, which is a bit disappointing. But there yeah. is a reason for it because EA Canada decided to temporarily pause core development on the game, presumably to prioritize what would be the next UFC game which is planned for late next year. So you've got to think that like a a decent development time could be about two years. 
And if they're releasing right. the UFC game at the end of next year, then, you know, we're, we're probably looking, fellas, at like a 2024, 2025 release yeah. potentially. The, I think the, the story goes that essentially um, there's a lot of com- uh, competition right now when it comes to hiring people, uh, certainly hiring the right people. Yeah. And EA tried to staff up and were at one point planning to develop both at the same time. Got to the point where it's like, we're not hiring enough people quickly enough and so they essentially had to put the whole team on UFC 5 until yeah. further notice. Which That's but, so interesting that EA couldn't get enough people to make the two games concurrently. They couldn't bro, it's shit's players, crazy out there. Did you hear what Ubisoft are doing at the moment? No. Ubisoft, uh, uh, NFTs. Well, uh, other than that. <laughs> but like Ubisoft are still struggling with some of their like internal shit. But all of Ubisoft's Canadian studios just gave basically everyone pay rises just to try and stop them from leaving because oh, everyone, wow. everyone's poaching everyone at the moment. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and you know where it's probably a lot of the pressure's coming from? Is all previous Blizzard like higher-ups that have left Blizzard and have opened up their own studios. Uh, and, yeah. and, and basically their promises and what they're saying is like, hey, we're a smaller studio. We're going back to the core of what makes games great. And, you know, we're, <laughs> yeah. it's not this corporate fucking thing anymore. Which s- if, you, if you stick with EA or Activision or Ubisoft, that's what you're going to get. I saw a great tweet um, the other day, Chris, on that uh, same note. So there's a guy on Twitter. I don't follow him, but I see his tweets quite a lot. He's uh, called Mike Rose. And he's head of a, a company called No More Robots. So they oh, yeah. have published games like Descenders, Yes Your Grace, Hypnospace Outlaw, Not yeah. Tonight, and Let's Build a Zoo. Yeah. Um, Not Tonight, you might remember being the. Um, yeah, I remember. It's the game about like running a nightclub, but they did like a Brexit expansion that Steph played on All Time Gaming, and it <laughs> did not go down well. Yeah, we had to that, private that video. The, yeah, maybe the fastest we ever had to private a video on All Time Gaming. <laughs> Um, I'm going to try and find the tweet as quickly as I possibly can, but okay. essentially the news was that someone massive, some I don't know if it was Tencent or like a, a, a massive, massive like multi-billion dollar corporation announced that they were opening up a new studio in Manchester and hiring a thousand people. Oh damn! And Mike Jeez. Rose, this uh, the head of this publisher. A quote tweeted it and said, "I can't wait to poach all their best talent by offering them like a better salary and better benefits." And it's like that's the reality of small devs right, right now. I think in some yeah. cases, yeah, yeah, you do kind of get lost in the weeds when you kind of jump to a big corporation. Like you kind of feel you have the stability, but when you when you're there, you kind of realize, hey, you're just a fucking number. You're a number on a spreadsheet, and as soon as like you don't mean anything, actually, so. Yeah, it's way more beneficial oh. to, to work with a smaller company. Sorry, it's even better. It wasn't Tencent or a Chinese company. It was the Star Citizen developer. <laughs> oh, Cloud Imperium <laughs> Games. So, uh, the headline was Star Citizen developer plans 1,000-person Manchester mega studio. And Mike Rose tweeted it saying, can't wait to steal all their best staff by offering them proper salaries and benefits. So, wow. There you go. Wow. Like what the hell are Cloud Imperium doing hiring a thousand more people in Manchester? Jonesy, I think we should investigate it and release a... Uh, that, do it. Th- that sounds like the perfect fit for you, my man. Yeah, exactly. Chris can be our man on the inside. Yeah, fucking... I've just come back from Manchester. Uh, set, sh- that's that's set a shame, though. In, oh, sorry. I was going to say, it's a shame, like, for me, I, I really enjoy the Fight Night games, and um, I, like, I like the idea of UFC games, but I really find them quite hard to get into. Um, and yeah. to like engage with them, um, I find the boxing games, you know, a little bit easier to 
I don't know. Maybe it's because there's there's fewer things to worry about. You haven't got to worry about the grappling and the ground game and stuff like that. It's just true. Like, there's a purity hands. to it. There is a purity to it. Uh, okay. Do you reckon in that new Fight Night game? Although I mean, it's a couple of years away, so maybe it would be a bit after the fact. Will Jake or Logan Paul? Feature? Oh fuck! Yeah, or that's KSI. such a good question. That's such a good question. Well, you, or uh, any of the celebrity? I, I think they would. I don't see why not. And and I think especially like, oh, fuck man, like, please could we do a hoax where we we tweet from our Super Show Twitter like we do a, a mocked up uh, like cartoony look at like CGI looking shot of Jake Paul and be like Jake Paul to feature in the new fight like, <laughs> see I how mean, far around the world we can get that probably could get quite far the, with that the, 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 yeah the reason it's believable as well is one of the reasons ironically that they stopped making fight night games to begin with and preferred the UFC games is that the UFC is a big organisation that has all their fighters under contract so you wind, you sign one deal and you've got like a 100-fighter yeah. roster. Yeah. <laughs> Boxers, slightly different kettle of fish where they are, you know, all individual. They all, you know, they, they're not tied to any organization or they all are individuals. And they also, they like making lots of money, perhaps more money <laughs> than they, they should. Um, yeah. But all the more not reason why EA could go like, out and yeah. just sign Jake, like fucking DLC, you know, pre-order bonus yeah. Jake Paul. Did you see that iDubs is having a, a like a celebrity charity boxing tournament? No, I, I saw the video where he tries to call out right or Keemstar. You know, get Rice Gum's attention. Oh, uh, Rice Gum, yeah. And then I think he said he wanted to fight Keemstar, and Keemstar was like, "No," or some shit like that. Yeah, but anyway. Um, oh man, I want to do one of them. You you <laughs> can get in touch with iDubs and see if he'll take you on. Just be I like, I was that somehow. I think um, they'll be like, "Who are you?" <laughs> who would you who would you fight, Jonesy? Go on. You've got it's everyone's fair game. Everyone's uh, fair game online. Oh, I know who I'd fight. Go on. Morg's mum. Oh well, yeah, sure. I mean I there may be potentially be some uh I can think of a few issues that, that might crop up should you <laughs> get into a ring with an, an a borderline elderly woman, but <laughs> I'd still be entertaining. Hell yeah. I oh, I've got no idea. I don't know enough. I'm surprised you didn't say like the quartering or something like that off the cuff. Nah, why? Wouldn't it's it be fun to just like slap punch him. him in the head? <laughs> yeah. No, like I watch his content. You know, well, actually, I yeah, don't know, but still, like, I, I, you can love it. I was trying to think of someone I don't really, I was trying to think of someone I don't really like who would be funny to punch them. Who doesn't I, Josie I, like? I, I'd, I'd like to, to box Mutahar. Okay, that's... I, I think not because I have anything against them, but I think it would be a nice fight. Oh, I know who I'd box. Go on, Ethan, Ethan Klein. Oh, that's a good one. Actually, I'd like to watch you box Ethan Klein. That would be great. Do they worry about like weight classes and stuff when you get into um, the celebrity things? They don't really give a shit, do they? they yeah, you can kind of like just call it an exhibition fight, and yeah, you've got like yeah. cut weight and stuff to try and make it to the uh, into the. I mean, yeah. half the time they're making their own rules. I mean, like, <laughs> Mike, Mike Tyson fight a few months ago where they weren't even allowed to knock each other out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Who's the, is it? Jake Paul's fighting Tommy Fury, right? That's his... what might be. I think I don't know if that's all hundred percent confirmed yet, but Cru- what's he cruises? Jake Paul's cruiserweight apparently. Uh, to current weight limit for division is 200. Oh, I'm too heavy for that. I'll have to go in the one. I'll have to cut. I'll have to cut weight to get into that sort of category. I don't know. We'll have to see. You can do it, mate. 
I have faith. Although Ethan Klein's a bit meaty boy, isn't he? I reckon he's. Over yeah, but that. he's not going to be that tall, is he? He'll be shorter than you, I reckon. Mm, I think he's probably. I imagine him being around your height, Chris. Ethan. I think he'll be taller than me. Uh, uh, five nine, five ten. Apparently, oh, he's, he's quite tall. What if five we did like five eleven? He's bang on. He's bang on my height. Apparently, five eleven. What if we did like a triple threat, or a, or we got Steph involved for a fatal four way, and just like took one of the the rival list based uh, channels like Game Ranks or oh, or, um, oh, or, or love or, that. Or what culture? And, I would um, love that. That would be so good. Watch, Mo- out, watch Mojo out, outside Xbox. But that's that's a that's <laughs> outside Xbox. Xbox are like mainly female. What are you talking about? It's like <laughs> they got that one yeah. guy who's losing all his more hair. Cha- more chance to win. Who's the um, guy whose hairline is like halfway back his head? <laughs> Johnny, he's probably killed. I don't even know. Johnny English. Um, but but that's that's a very good point. Like all these YouTubers are going into like boxing, but you don't really see like. Imagine if there was a YouTuber um, wrestling federation. That'd be fucking quality. Oh, Ethan Klein's teased a boxing match with Keemstar, apparently. How, wait, can I just pick up on that, Chris? Like, yeah. The funny thing is, you, you talk about like uh, like a, a, a YouTube wrestling association almost. Yeah. We were, I think we can say this quite comfortably, at one point talking to someone at two, oh, who worked yes, for 2K we Games about a virtual version of that. About a YouTube-based YouTuber tournament of like, um, bait, like you that used WWE 2K games as like the framework for an actual like almost like meta-level yeah. professional wrestling I, thing. I still think it would be so quality to do that. Where yeah, you'd have like all these different YouTubers and YouTube channels would like have their own like created versions, like exaggerated versions of themselves. Yeah, we, that we they did made that within with, WWE um, with the Vibe fellas. Well, they were balls right. up at the time. Exactly. But the, we would get other channels to do it, and then you'd have, like, big crossover events. Yeah. And eventually you'd have, like, a YouTuber Royal Rumble where, like, who's next? It's Jack Septicai, and he's made some <laughs> Irish thing. <laughs> and we, we even said, like, we'd, we'd have, like, exhibition matches in the ring with an audience where, like, yeah, the, you the, the computers set, yeah. were set up in the ring, and you'd just kind of oh. go for it then. I, it, it, like, the possibilities are endless. All we like, needed, really, at all time gaming, was we just needed one crazy millionaire to, <laughs> uh, and so many weird things would have happened. I know we, we should have uh, we should have started a Twitter poll for um, uh, Elon Musk, but there you go. That's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Um, yeah. But you know what millionaire we might have been able to have convinced? Who's that? Todd Howard. Big Todd. Yeah, he's, he's me and him fucking go way back, mate. So. And uh, funny you mention it, him and him and Elon yeah. perhaps don't go quite as far back as they would like to <laughs> believe, but yeah. Yeah, as awkward as that was. But yeah, yeah. Uh, the reason I bring it up is because Todd Howard did an AMA on Reddit for, um, I believe he did it in support of Skyrim's 10-year anniversary. So uh, happy anniversary, Sky, Skyrim. Mm. I can't and believe it's so- only 10 years. That seems like it should be longer. It's you, been a long so. 10 years for me, bro. You think, about, <laughs> think about how much your life has changed. That being very yeah, that is a, that's true. Yeah, very like true. I, I'll I'll never forget it because it came out when I was I'd just been in the UK for a year, so basically my my life in the UK is kind of like gone hand in hand with Skyrim, just about. <laughs> that's kind pretty of, cool. Kind of crazy to think about, but yeah, uh, but yeah, there were a few kind of snippets. I mean, like we're, we're kind of getting on with time, so we'll just touch on a, a, a few things. Uh, but Todd Howard did talk. 
quite a bit about Starfield, which was was nice and refreshing to see. He did say that he preferred to show any innovations that Starfield might make and that we'll uh, probably see it in the summer, which makes me think, fellas, don't know how you think about this, um, but I'm thinking Game Awards. Game Awards. But that's not summer, I know, but I, I think probably we could see something in Game Awards. Like, as in next month's Game Awards? Yeah. Why I mean, not? I'd never say never, right? Why not? But if he is talking about summer, is he talking about, like, E3, presumably, or... I think uh, he means... Or, like, an Xbox like showcase. Western summer. Yeah. Like, like... <laughs> yeah, like next yeah. year in the Like, summer, summer. Well, <laughs> not winter, summer. Yeah, hold on. Can, in I, like... can I say Western summer and Eastern summer is the same, you dill hole? No, but I, what, what, I'm, You're try, I'm trying to... talking about North and uh, South. No, but I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to give you an out because you you said you literally read. Todd Howard says we no, might know, see Starfield yeah. in summer. How about the Game Awards? I'm trying know, to do you a I favor. Did, I, I did mess that up because I I am thinking about South African summer in December. But see, um, see, yeah, but yeah. it's still not out of the realm of possibility. Just just gonna throw that. It's, out you're you're right. It's not out of the realm. And you know what? Keeley uh, made some announcements about the Game Awards now that you mentioned them and said there's going to be like. 40 to 50 games there or something like that? Yes, yeah. announcements and shit, and there's going to be new... Ah, yeah. He's, he's gone completely fucking off the rails. It, like, it gets to the point where it's too much, and it's just, it, it all becomes a blur. No. Like, yes, it does, man. Te- on, bro, man. tell me you're not gagging for another like big life. I can't wait to sit no, no. around the... I am, I am, but 40 to 50 games, how many little indie games, how much DLC, how much, look at this thing that might be a game in the future, like, like, that stuff, just, I get fatigued, I get fatigued mid-show, I'm like, I can't take this To be fair, I'm I'm with Jonesy on this one, because when, when Microsoft and Xbox, they're like, oh, over 75 world exclusives, blah, 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 and half of them are like fucking weird indie games that you don't give a shit about, and now you're going to tell me that Jeff Keighley's going to do a better job than that? Nah. Like, there's going to be two uh, games there that you're going to give a shit about, like, much like last what year. What like, shoes? What shoes is Keeley going to be wearing? That's the big question. <laughs> Red suede. Oh, I like it. Yeah, nice. Mm, maybe? <laughs> I think pur- purpley, purple and sparkly. Right. But uh, the game, uh, back to Starfield, fellas, <laughs> is going to have apparently full mod support, which is encouraging especially after their most recent moves with the mods, etc. Um, and apparently an expanded character creation options, including a choice of pronouns, because that's where we are in the world, and representation is an important thing, and I can I can support it. Yep. Forza Horizon 5, you can choose your pronouns, and you can also choose whether or not your creator character has any prosthetic limbs. I was, that, I, I was I was genuinely going to say, aren't you a car in Forza Horizon 5? <laughs> no, believe, believe it or not, you, you are actually a person oh, in Forza. Okay, right. <laughs> and you choose what you look like and you put your clothes on yourself Wait, and is, you see yourself it, celebrating when you win races. Oh, is it like an, an Xbox uh, avatar? No, it's like a lifelike, realistic human being that oh, you see oh. in the car when you're driving around. And oh, they're, in a few, they're in a few cut scenes. Okay. And like I said, you can put silly... You can do emotes that you can show off whenever you win. Like um, Decent, my guy is wearing an astronaut's outfit at the moment, so nice. that's pretty cool. There's, and yeah, you can get prosthetic limbs, which is neat. I I, I saw because obviously they're very big on accessibility with all of that stuff, which is cool. Um, and one of the accessibility options is to slow the the entire game down, but without a, without affecting the physics. So you could really? say right. yeah, you could say like game speed. You want it to be. Uh, 0.75% of 
what it actually is. So the game, everything in the game runs slower, but the physics are ex- like don't get affected by already it. Know, already know what's happening. Chris is going to play this game at two times speed. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Going like this. God, can you imagine going 200 miles an hour at two times? You're going 400 miles an hour. Simple maths. Yeah. It's been interesting, though, like watching the accessibility kind of space blow up. And did you see this week, um, there's a guy on uh, online who's, I forget his name, but he's like the blind gamer, basically. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, kind of like, yeah. And he did an accessibility review for Forza Horizon 5, and it got retweeted by the CEO of Microsoft himself, Boom. Satya okay, cool. Nadella. Satya Nadella, So yeah. going all the way to the top. Ah, man. Tell me about it. And this year's uh, Awesome Games Done Quick, or whatever it's fucking called, they're doing a blindfolded run of Sekiro. Not the same as not actually having eyesight, but, you know, it's, 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 it's relatable. Yeah, how yeah, the so, hell? Maybe can that you could play be your... Sekiro blindfolded. Watch awesome games done quick, and you'll find out. <laughs> it, would that be kind of like, uh, like, like the accessibility version of blackface? If you were like the blindfolded gamer, <laughs> and you weren't actually blind, but you were just like blindfolded, and you did accessibility reviews. Like, if I were blind, I would say that Forza Horizon Five is remarkably oh, playable. Man. Yeah, I'm gonna. This, this is like you could do like a thing where. You can like here's a review of Forza Horizon Five for someone with no hands, but you really you're just trying to play it with your elbows. You do still have hands. <laughs> what? So yeah. you actually have to go and find someone who plays the game who has no hands to go and play it. No, right? that's no, what, no, what no. I'm saying. Is you become a fake accessibility kind oh, of like advocate oh, right. by by pretending by wor- using workarounds to see what yeah, it would so be like, like if it, you had to. If you tuck your hands into your forearms and then try and pick up a controller with your stumps. Yeah, you, be- you become the Rachel Dolezal of video yeah. gaming. I think that's uh, I think that's oh, I think that's kind of risky. <laughs> well, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, but fellas, with that risk assessment, that's uh, probably going to get us cancelled. I think it's a good place to kind of end it there. And uh, you know, I need to get some sleep because when I wake up tomorrow, it's Elden Ring, baby. Oh, keep on rolling. Well, yeah, with any luck. With any luck, keep on rolling, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, only thing that's left, fellas, is a code word. Oh, jeez, code words, huh? Um, unbelievable, I know, but there you go. <laughs> yeah. don't, 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 don't think too hard. No, no, we have to think of something. I just don't know. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's that classic situation we end up every time. Did we do actually don't think funny? This podcast. Uh, I, I, I usually say yes, but I think in this particular one, I'd say probably not. It was a, it was a really weird start as well. We were just talking about... Oh, God, yeah. Well, we got how, how, how we, we were talking about how we would get cancelled if we were to get cancelled and then start a sort of ever so slightly right-leaning gaming outlet. Yeah. Can we have, can we have a question instead? Can we have, well, actually, can we have a question as well? Can, you put, can people please put on the YouTube video who they would fight from the YouTube oh, community good. Yeah, yeah. they nice, were going to yeah. do or, a, a YouTube boxing match. Or suggestions on who we should fight. Oh, yeah, okay. All right, I think that's better. Suggestions on who we should fight. Who would you like to see us get into the ring with? And and kind of like say, Chris should fight this, Jamie should fight that, and Jay-Z should fight this, you know? And I, I think that'll be... Do you know what's great about that is that the people out there have no idea like how big we are, how tall we are and stuff. So in, I love the idea that when you watch people on like a screen, you might think they're like 
really small or really big, but you have no idea. So you just well, got to guess. You guys fucking doxed my height in, in this in this episode. Oh, true, actually, that's true. We've talked about height a lot. This and Jonesy, you doxed your yeah, height as well. Oh, no, I, I did, I did. I mean, not I that did. I'm hiding it, yeah, but yeah, there you I go. Did. It's only my height that remains a mystery. Uh, Jamie I, is, is literally f- this tall. Five foot four or six foot four? That's for you to decide. <laughs> wow, I'm that bombshell. Is, <laughs> is he from? Papua New Guinea, or is he from <laughs> Holland? Oh, there we go. <laughs> Holland, okay. Wow. And with that, thank you so much for watching. We really do appreciate it. And uh, unless we get cancelled, we'll catch you next week. See ya. See ya. Bye.